pandemic and uh, mental health taught me one thing that I need to be part of a solution. If I can help one person, like affect them so they can lead a happier, healthier life, then it's all been worth it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Jukebox Jacks episode six. Uh, someone's favourite number, as I've just been informed. Um, my word. I think that has to be one of the uh, the, lo- the longest lobby conversations I've had before even uh, jumping into an episode so far. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to apologise because I can talk the bag like a donkey. So but it's going to be gonna it's going to be gonna, wild. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good episode because to be fair, yeah. I, I said it to you. I think from like second second time, well, second lesson or second week that I'd met you, you're quite an articulate person when you're talking. So people can understand I ask, you. I don't ask like a compliment, so I'm just going to shift past this because it makes me all a bit Look, uncomfortable. She's, yeah, she's and going on she's, she's scratching oh, her neck, oh, even oh. though she doesn't have an itch. <laughs> <laughs> just ticking. Yeah. Now I'm hiding my face because now I can't cope with the analysis. <laughs> we go in again. We go in again. We are right. So, um, yes, no, I. Uh, this, thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, w- without I it sounding. I do think I'm articulate, yes. I am fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Without it sounding, uh, I'm not going to say this episode is going to be morbid or it's going to be negative or anything like that. We, for those that seen advert, uh, we're going to be reviewing the access course that we've both been doing recently. I, the, I can't even off the top of me, I think, why things are so funny, but they just are. And this is how it's led us into this introduction of this episode, still laughing mm. from the lobby conversations. <laughs> I'm starting to think it might be a coping mechanism after this oh, nine months. Most definitely. Of, let's use the term mitigating circumstances. I think yeah. it's, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. And I think we all had periods of crying from stress, <laughs> snapping at loved ones, you know, the other side of this coin. But we've got through it now. We've done our examples. Yeah. Smile again. Well, this is it now, because we're going to, for the therapeutic side, and more importantly, the review that we're going to be doing for mm. anybody else that's planning on going down this route, before we yeah. get go back in time and torture ourselves mentally for what we've been through, we, we should talk about now, because we've all been looking forward to this point coming away from it, even though we're still waiting for a yeah. final results. But how, how are you doing now? You've, how have you been doing since the last exam? How is life now treating you now? It's kind of back to normal yeah. for you. It's, so I'm still working. So I, I mean, I only ever work 24 hours a week anyway. So it, it's enough to get by feeling like I've still got something to do. <laughs> but life's nowhere near as busy. It, I am so much calmer. Yeah. Um, it, it felt it quite strange, actually. I felt like I feel better about my job when I'm not doing college because I'm not in the day-to-day actively doing the thing that I'm working towards. And so it doesn't seem so much of a comparison. Yep. So I think I'm kind of enjoying my work more. Now I've got not, I've not got college to do. Um, I'm sleeping better. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um, that goes without any doubt for all of us, I'm sure. Um, and generally, yeah, <laughs> just doing, doing well. I'm glad to have gotten to this point. It came around so much quicker than I ever anticipated. Because even back in... December, January time when we were fully online and we didn't have a clue what was happening. We had first exams and stuff like that. It was 
it was an absolute minefield knowing what we were going to do and it just felt ages away and now it's here and uni's around the corner and then that's a whole new level of <laughs> kicking off there's yeah. always some anxiety just running underneath with yeah. this process i think when you care about what you want to do there always is isn't there this yeah this is it um and those people um yeah any anybody listening anybody watching that just bear with us mm. during this episode because we did try and get as much stuff condensed down as possible but as brains because it's still raw and I say raw instead of fresh because it's been quite traumatic. <laughs> it's very raw. Yeah, yes. it is like a wound. It's still healing yeah. and the, the scab keeps splitting and it's not quite ready yet. So Yeah, we're rubbing some salt in by doing this. Yeah, yeah, we are. Not our smartest decision. It's, it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions this episode mm. because we're going to we're gonna talk about the things that we enjoyed. We're going to talk about things that frustrated us, things that made us mm. plain and simply pretty pissed off. Um, yeah. But it's it's good for us to do that. It's it's certainly for me when I decided, oh, I want to do this episode for two fronts. I wanna wanna give back to any other adult learners or not even necessarily adult learners, but young learners that's coming into it and the kind yeah. of like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do it. So they're not gonna follow their own dreams because this first stumbling block. So for that part, I wanted to do this episode to give back, give a little bit of information, some experience, a review of what we've been through on a very challenging yeah. COVID experience. But it's it's more of a therapeutic thing for me. Like we, we were talking yeah. the other day, it's a closure thing. And I need <laughs> closure. It's like, it's like yeah. literally, by no means am I making a joke of it when I say this, but people will totally understand that who's done things like this. Like it's, it's the culmination of a really messy relationship. <laughs> yes. It is, and it's reaching the end of that really messy relationship and going, I think I feel better now. Yeah. There's kind of something missing. Um, I'm not really sure how I got through that. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, yeah, the, there's definitely, it's definitely been, it's definitely affected every single one of us in in different, and I think different ways with a similar sort of undercurrent, like you say. Most similar Because I... Again, we're going to just constantly... I've got notes here for us to kind of try and stay on track, but we're just going to jump All backwards and forwards everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're going to have a right edit job on this. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, like you just said then, because there, there were certain individuals on course who really, who, who I felt from the get-go, were just miles ahead of other people. Like people mm. like, you know, when you're talking about the, the biology side of things, people like Layla, that it was still fresh to her, the study, and she's just done. Yeah. But then towards the end nothing against her or, or anything like that but she'd be, she'd be first to say i'm fucking crawling of a line here like this is yeah. just so it, it, yeah that's in that respect that's how it affected people in different ways with that have certain strengths mm. in certain modules but i think it was more of the collective reassurance that we're all giving each other like you know what yeah. none, none of oh, us are failing sure. this i'll drag you off yeah. a line if i need to like you're mm. gonna get through this course because of what's yeah. come afterwards. Kind well, of I, I felt that most strongly with you, if you don't mind me saying, because you had such a busy schedule and you're like, just this absolute glutton for punishment. And <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I hear you because I'm a hard worker myself and I've got that work ethic. And so I get that you're wanting to achieve so much. And then when you had a family bereavement as well, 
anything I could do to help you, of course, I was going to do anyway in that situation. But then when you just carried on plowing through, you know, children working, working fucking nights, and then being like, oh shit, I missed the first Tuesday lesson. Of course you did. <laughs> We're not working since like till 8 a.m. What are you talking about? Of course you did. Anything I could have done to help you. I felt that more with you. I mean, I would have helped anybody, don't get me wrong. But I felt that more, and it's the reason I tried to offer you. Yeah. so much of the stuff I've done <laughs> yeah take it take it off just, just take because it. <laughs> I could be there you know my little one was often in nursery um Tuesdays Thursdays and Wednesday afternoons so I had a little bit of time to myself on a Wednesday afternoon to catch up with anything and all of that so it worked out quite well for me and you didn't have such a schedule because you were so busy I just wanted to help you <laughs> I just wanted to help you <laughs> and then I was just like I kind of want to, I think I was like mother henning you. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I know. it's completely right what you were saying as well, because, and, and I am, first to say, I, I am a glutton for punishment in terms of me with my own time, my own schedule. Mm. Um, a lot of that. And your work ethic, let's be fair. Yeah, you, me, your me work, work ethic, ethic knows well. no bounds. That's yeah. it. I add all them things together, it leaves me very little time, but I think that comes down to, I've spoke about it in previous episodes, I, I've got a very... Sometimes I used to describe it as an overactive mind, but I've learned over time it's mm. not overactive. I've just got that many creative processes going through in my head and I've, I've got to see, like at least start them to see if it leads somewhere I can't kind of. Yeah. So that as a collective comes together. And then before I know it, I have got no time at all. But I knew that coming into it and that's why I thought it had had a little bit more validity to the argument at the end of the review of this course because it's like, if I mm. can get through it, then yeah. other people can get through it. And I know there's a lot yeah. more people that's got more on than I've got completely. I get that. I don't think so. <laughs> stay, stay with me with not, this. <laughs> I mean, not, not to put down the workload of anybody who's listening or watching for a second, but the sheer amount that you have to do in a day they can't be the amount of little processes you've got it's just like my mum used to say to me about spinning plates you can only spin so many at once <laughs> and sometimes you've just got to let go of that one to spin that one a little bit harder and you can go back and balance them all again yeah. so this just to show you you know what a spinning plate looks like <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I think right okay so I've got you know mum wife daughter worker student all of these so i've got probably between seven and ten you've got seven and ten on a day (laughs) (laughs) oh i have another couple in come on come on boys let's take take on some editing as well and let's take on some podcasting and and all the jobs that you do with that just yeah just blew my mind and i just i just wanted to help because i was like I can't, I, can't, I can't explain it. I'm trying to find a way that you can at least edit out the other shit I've said. <laughs> I honestly, I got it. I felt it with your work ethic. And I felt it with you wanting to achieve everything you wanted to achieve. And so I so wanted to help you get there. Yeah. And it, I couldn't help you things like your podcasting and I couldn't help you with anything like that at that point. And I couldn't help you feel better about the things you're going through as a family or anything like that. But what I could help you with was I could send you biology notes. (laughs) So I did. 
Fucking have these, have these, have these. Any notes of them? And they, and they, <laughs> yeah. they all, they like the the level of sport that ever, which we, we're going to touch on later in the episode. But the level of sport that everybody's shown. But but yeah, man, you you especially. Yeah. I, I've I've said it numerous times, dear. Um, mm. We looked after I, each other. To be fair, we did look after each other. Yeah, for sure. I just. Uh, it's it's one of them moments in it. I don't, like none of us would go down the cliche route and say that we won't make it through the course without each other, but we mm. definitely wouldn't be holding the level of sanity that we have actually got where we can laugh. <laughs> sure. If it wasn't for, for sure. each other, it... for sure. I don't think those demoralising times and those really tough times that we had, we would have gotten through with the sanity and the success that we did. Yeah. If it wasn't for the support of our bubble, because we had a great little bubble. And there were other bubbles that had a bit of a question mark over some of the people in them. And we didn't. We had a great little bubble. And so we were we were lucky in that regard. And we all we all have a very similar mindset in looking after each other that way. Definitely. Um let's jump into like the access course. Like when was the first time you heard about what an access course was? So my mine was a bit back and forth. So I started working at NHS one one one, right? And I initially thought I was going to children's nursing because I had more. This is going to sound terrible and maybe it's it out. But <laughs> I, I had so much more patience for children yeah. than any other. Because to me, adults, I'm like, right, okay, if you're not taking care of yourself, I, I, don't, I don't have the same level of patience yeah. for you. Because yeah. take some paracetamol. You need to feel better. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. I don't really want to take paracetamol. Well, I don't really want to listen to you then. <laughs> but <laughs> I've got to. <laughs> so I started thinking about children's because I found they had more patience for children's. And then as I thought about it further and further, I realised I'm just going to carry children's. Every one of them. Every one of those really tough ones. I mean, not every child I ever see. <laughs> every one of those really tough ones where you've got to do safeguarding. Yeah. Or you know there's something and you just can't pinpoint it. It's just you got you can't safeguard and you've got instincts, of course. So yeah, you know, it, it, every single one of those, I'd have wanted to bring them home. I'd have wanted to mother them. <laughs> and I'd, I just I wouldn't have been able to leave work, close the door and leave it where it was. And so I decided adult <laughs> because I thought I can be a bit more ruthless with them and go if I need to. <laughs> um with a clinical training, I can say, take some paracetamol and shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, that's where I want to be. Um, so to go down that path. And honestly, I didn't find it very transparent, actually, when I was looking at adult nursing. And when I was looking into adult learner stuff, I was finding a lot of, you know, learn directs and stuff where you pay yourself, or open university, yep, yep. where you pay yourself to do it. And it's more like 12, 15, 2,000 pounds-ish. Yeah. But it's coming out of your own pocket. And I'm like, I'm very surprised. And I found, I think it was on Instagram. So, and I was looking more into kind of the nursing sort of pages and stuff. And somebody had mentioned or hashtagged even access course graduate or something like that. And so I thought, access course, what's this? And I Googled it and then I found out what it was. And then I looked further into funding for it and found out about the advanced learning lab. But it wasn't there, I didn't think, very transparently as a step-by-step piece how you can become a nurse as an adult learner. Yeah. Even if you've been to uni before, even if you've done all of this before. And actually, when you start down the process, once you found the process, it was very simple. Yeah. Um, 
and then that's how I started ahead <laughs> had the interview which was just the interviewer talking at me yeah for a good 35 minutes um and yeah then here I am <laughs> here I am now moving towards the step See. that I wanted to be on which of course was uni but I'm glad I'm glad I did it because there is nothing I think that could have prepared us more how did you find it so it's good that you found it that way like you actively well you stumbled across it but then you actively researched and found out more information about it because I stumbled across it solely because I just applied straight to Leeds Beckett's spoke to their oh, right, okay. and they said you haven't got enough UCAS points based on your qualifications mm-hmm. now I've got a level psychology and stuff from like 18 yeah. years ago but yeah, I just still yeah I just still thought and I've said it I said it on the episode to Felix and stuff like I were a bit bewildered by it because I'd, I'd got people who had just done degrees friends family members that did them a while ago and they were the ones who were supported me in my decision and they were like no like you you'll be able to get onto a degree well, what qualifications you've got you'll be able to jump straight onto a degree so then to be told yeah. you haven't got enough UCAS but I'm like well how does that work so then mm. it were quite honest I forgot what the guy's called because it's been that long now but he basically said it in layman's terms like it should be like he didn't he didn't bullshit mm. about things he goes look he goes the reality is You've not le- you've not been in a learning environment for eighteen years, so yeah, that's what your qualifications you've got now don't hold or don't carry as much points as say somebody that's in two years. And I'm like, maybe me straight yeah. away. I'm like, wait, just, just, just step back. <laughs> Let me go through over that again. So yeah, <laughs> if, they, if they've done the same qualifications I did, but they did them two years ago, mm. they've got more UCAS points than me. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, because you also really carry UCAS points past that. Is it five-year point? That's as it Past that five-year point that they don't carry anymore. Yeah. So mine did, so my A-levels were in completely unrelated, like French, Spanish, English, business, that sort of thing. Completely unrelated, but they were good grades. So they carried a good UCAS tariff yep. grade on them, or points on them, should I say. But they weren't, because I went in the pre-COVID world, I went to an open day when I first, first started thinking about it. Um, I think it was Hull I went to. And I spoke to them and they said, you've got to do a course. And the reason for it is to show that you've been in a learning environment. Yep. So that you're not coming into uni and going, what the is this? Yeah. Not yep. knowing what to do, feeling completely overwhelmed and dropping out within 10 minutes. Yeah. So because you don't know what to do and it's not that you can't achieve, it's just that you're not kind of, programming yourself to no. learn again and that's um, so that's, i got i got that logic but the ucas tariff point thing was yeah irritating. that that was baffling to me to me you see how i caught my mic right quick then that was brilliant that it'd have been effortless if i had not even vocalized it like no one <laughs> well done jacks <laughs> yeah you could have styled that out yeah style it, wing it nah there's plenty of time for that there's plenty of time for that yeah there um, is your chair fingers crossed yeah, that's probably going to happen, most definitely, to be fair. <laughs> so, the um, yeah, for those people that are tuning in and obviously they've seen descriptions on whether it's, you know, any form of social media, on any of our channels, if it's YouTube, or it's just come up as part of a search, if someone's specifically searching for access course information or UCAS information, the access course gives you a route into, just like Lauren says, it, it gives you a route into um moving progressively towards doing a degree um as it turns out there is like lauren touched on an advanced learn alone so for those people 
that have not got savings or they're not able to just justify throwing what is pretty much three and a half grand at a course, um, you can apply for a learner, uh, advanced learner loan. That learner loan is, it's not as the standard, I'm trying to word this right, it's not as the standard person's thought it's not, process. It's not repayable so long as you go into higher education, but I think there's a time limit on that, was it two years? Yeah, yeah. Is it going into right. higher education? I'll, yeah, it's higher because this is further education, isn't it? And yeah. it's higher education. Within two years, you don't have to pay it back. But if you drop out for any reason or are kicked out for any reason and you don't go into higher education within that two-year kind of remit, yeah. you've got the three grand to pay, of course, to yeah. student finance. So just like Lauren said, in that respect, it's a case of you can sign on and do this. And at no point are you, even throughout this, you know, this year-long course that you're doing, it's not as if you're having things deducted from your wage, you're not having to pay anything like it, literally nothing comes from you the, the the loan gets paid directly to whatever college you're doing your access course through um and then from that point as long as you go on to study a degree which to be fair our experience from doing an access course there might be mitigating circumstances why you wouldn't go on to it but i'd definitely say it's within the 90 percent mark mm. of a sort of positive vibe that you would be going to university um afterwards so therefore it gets written off you, you don't end up obviously having to pay that back anyway we'll touch on the ucas actual process and the actual student loan as we go further on through conversation because the one thing i learned when i were originally researching before i stumbled across obviously the uh, the access course as it is was i just couldn't find stuff anywhere even me the modern mm. day me where i were like anything i want to know anything i want to learn youtube even on YouTube, like, because I didn't know the terminology of things, like, anywhere I went, I'm like, well, that's brilliant. That's 15 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. And they've not actually given me any advice on what I need to know, or where yeah. I need to apply and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I didn't find it very clear or transparent. And looking into, and I was Googling specifically adult learner, um, nursing, and you could even find things about what's it called? Is it the learner support fund? Yes. Yeah. For yeah. when you're actually at uni. Yeah. Um, and obviously that'd be more if you've got children, if you're into like mental health nursing in certain areas where they've not got a great retention of nurses or recruitment of nurses, there's money to be given. And that's all really, really clear. But it's the getting that learning. If you like you say, if you don't have three grand, three and a half grand, whatever it is, sat on one side, it's finding that money from the government. It's just not very clear. It just yeah. wasn't very, it wasn't kind of, you went onto one website about it and it was there to say, this is what you need to do or in this circumstance, do this, in this circumstance, do that. But no, it was, yeah, because the... this is a good idea for you, to, for you to do just to make people aware. I'm going to put the light on because you literally can't see me face at all <laughs> at this point. I don't... It's going to be some good editing here, Cop. <laughs> So uh, just while uh, Lauren's just stepping away and instantly illuminating her uh, background. Um, and she's back. Throughout, the, uh, throughout this episode, obviously, as always, those people that obviously follow the Jukebox Jacks content, 
It's available on uh, Spotify. It's available on YouTube, either on audio or video format. So throughout the episode, there'll be uh, there'll be advertisements coming through, little information about UCAS, information about you know access costs, where specifically to go, and then they'll put that information on the actual detail of the uh, description on UCAS. So to make it nice and easy for people, like we're talking about here, the process wasn't really easy for us, but now we're in a position to give back and give people a little bit of information at least you can just go to the first two sources you need to go to forget everything else it'll take you to where you need to be and then you've got a more educated idea of if you're actually able to sign on and do this because like we've already covered the if you were concerned about now alone going down that avenue don't worry about it because you don't have to pay it back if unless you go down obviously the avenue where you don't go to university just say sake of argument and you don't go down to, uh, to uh, the uni route, it's still not a case of it's going to be taken off in in sums of money that's going to sort of be detrimental on a monthly basis to you. It'll be at a lower. And to be fair, because if you've already gone through the process of not achieving what you need to, to go on to university, um, in all likelihood, it's not an avenue that we've fortunately gone down, but... I'd imagine there'll be there'll be circumstances, and obviously those people at access or even through UCAS would be able to advise further on that. Um, so let's uh, let's jump into the actual access course. Now we've touched on what it is, the process, and what goes on. So let's let's do a disclaimer before ready. before we jump into it. As everybody knows, at this time of what's happened, we got hit with the covid pandemic very early on like we signed on september 2020 um and we were already pretty much in the mix we thought we were coming out of things because we actually was on campus for the first few what well what felt like first few months but it was probably first few weeks in reality and then things changed because obviously as it were leading up to christmas lockdown restrictions were put back in place albeit temporarily So, yeah, after a slight connection issue, yet again, 100% record, might I add. So, well done, you. <laughs> Bravo. Round of applause. Just wanted all. to join the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, we have the pandemic. That it was, so, our, our journey has been a little bit different to those people that have done access courses before. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we'd kind of been getting in a little bit of a swing, but something else happened before we then got restricted to full online learning. And that was one of our, to be fair, the, as I saw it, the main the main academic studies that we were going to be doing in terms of the biology, our main mm. tutor just vanished. Just like, yeah. She didn't disappear, but in terms of from us, we had no explanation why she'd gone. It would just... She's off. It's not COVID related. They definitely said that. But yeah. we've got no she further information back, when she's so. coming back. And she never came back, which FYA, mm. Amy, if you are listening to this, we'll be doing all right. Uh, we managed we to do. Get, we're we managing, do. And we missed you. Yes, we most definitely did. <laughs> we did. We really did. <laughs> we just literally, we just, because it, it's quite important when we talk about things like this, how when you're talking about learning, not just as an adult learner, but when you learn in general, you don't realise in the heat of the moment, but you you kind of adapt to a teacher's style of how they're teaching things. Mm. And it, it it deciphers in your head. You manage to follow the system. And then when that person goes, and then someone else comes in and they've got their own style, 
the, the frustrations I felt on both sides from the lecturer and then the students because yeah. it's 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 assumed that we should just get it because it's still the same content it doesn't matter how it's been mm-hmm. delivered and it's like but how it's been explained to us now again it wasn't detrimental to Abbas in that sense but he was from a, a higher field as I saw it in terms of his studies like he would he, he were tailored yeah. in one avenue and so and he'd been it, when we were literally on campus the number of times he would say guys just stop me if I go on a tangent because I'll mm. just go down a path and I'll yeah, keep going until so someone stops me because and oh, that's exactly sure, yeah. it that's just exactly like you said he was that passionate about it that sometimes mm. that he kind of gave us too much information because he'd talk for 15 minutes about something and then I distinctly remember it one it was probably one of the last classes that we had there before we went into 100% online learning mm-hmm. and it was Hannah Hannah was sat in at door like because we all had mm-hmm. his own space you were I accidentally made the mistake one at times of sitting somewhere that I didn't sit before and then got told I had to move and, and yeah. I had to sit so I was always like in, a four-year-old yeah it were literally I was on left-hand side in the middle of the room Jody were next to me and then you were next to Jody yeah and I think it was yeah I think Layla were in front of Jody Amy would diagonal that way to a Catherine yeah. were in front of me we Doris were all diagonal me. from each other. Yeah. There was nobody kind of directly but I behind or next to each other. And it was... I distinctly We had remember. to have more of a gap because we were older, which is just... That, that's it, yeah. That seemed completely... Embarrassing. A lot of it seemed weird. But yeah, I remember when, mm. when Hannah said after Abbas had been talking one at times, 15 minutes had gone past. And then Hannah were like... Because obviously she were, she were brilliant in this sense, how she'd say it quite often. After something had get said, she were like... so how much of this is going to be on test or how much is this is going to be on yeah. time at the winner? And she'd ask. And then when it was just the way her best was sort of like, see, this is what I mean, because none of it's going to be on exam. So she's like, yeah, why? We, <laughs> we didn't know when to stop him because we yeah. didn't know which didn't know what wasn't when he told yeah. us to. And it was a lot of pressure to put on us until he got a better grip of what was needed, what, minimal level of detail actually was needed for what we were doing because we were we were almost doing a little bit of as a little bit of a2 and a little bit kind of biochemistry and there was all sorts of these little bits put together to make our version of this course and it was he said himself when we went online i think he said it he had only ever taught college and it was biology it was chemistry and he specialized obviously in biochemistry and he, he was so passionate and so excited about it. And he was great in that way. And if he wanted to really understand something to its core, he was fab. But he was used to teaching 16, 17-year-olds, and that was clear at yes. points that we'll probably come to later. But yeah. he, he, it took some adjusting, not just for him, for us, like you say. You know, Amy had gone, I'm assuming, off sick. Yeah. Um, and I really do hope she's okay um, with, with whatever happened. But it took some period of adjustment for him to get used to teaching the access course, for him to get used to teaching older students, and also for us to get used to his way, which did happen for all of us. We all found a a happy ground. Yeah. But it wasn't straight away. And then when we went online soon after, it was just like salt in the wound straight away. It was a mare at points. Yeah, because I, I distinctly remember it. Obviously, like you've like you touched on, it would 
Abbas were adjusting to us as adult learners. Like he said, he, mm. he had this preconception. Maybe it were the information he'd be given because he said that he'd not worked for the college before either. They'd basically just got yeah, him in. He'd literally just come in. They'd brought him in as like support staff and then with the view of bringing other people in to assist him, but then they fell out wayside because of COVID and he ended well, up having to fend for brought, himself. I think they brought some in and then they lost one of their originals. Yeah. So I think like, yeah, either they went off sick or, or they handed the notes in, but they got two in and they're like, right, okay, so we've replaced Amy and we've got another one. And then the other original that was there died off yeah. as well. And I don't know what happened to them, but then you were suddenly there with two people and they're putting Abbas on a silly, silly amount. And I'm assuming then this other person was on a silly amount as well, trying to balance everything, which then meant that all the kind of the surplus stuff that teachers don't always get time allowed for, bless their hearts, just he couldn't do. He just yeah. didn't have the capacity to do it. So then we were pressuring for results and feedback and all of that. You know, we'd done assignments. There was absolutely no feedback at all before we did exams because yeah. he just didn't have time to offer it. And then we went into the exams very blind on what we needed to know and what we didn't know, where our weak spots were. Thankfully, we got through it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was tough. I remember that point. I had a week or two where I cried a lot, and it was just the, the level of stress at that point. That was definitely the hardest Definitely, I remember. You know, when you're snapping at people and you can feel that you're stressing, you can't stop yourself. Yeah. Until you really deal with the actual thing. So I just I had a weekend when my mum took the little one. I just got through all the assignment work I had to do, did some revision as well, and was just like, right, I can carry on now without crying every because, other day. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, we like like we'll discuss many times in this episode, like our support bubble that we had. In, and when we say for those people that don't understand what we're talking about, when we say support bubble, we're not talking about distinctly covid support bubble but it's it's the mm. academic you basically it's your class that you would have been in your classmates around you but because of the covid times it will moved into a bubble format where you guys were constantly away from college through work and stuff you were all being tested and stuff so that that bubble that were there was would you know no covid infections anytime somebody did or was in contact with they had to isolate for a week 10 days whichever it was but if yeah, the the level of support that came with that academic bubble in those times mm-hmm. we're talking about, and it was it was always interesting that we all had the same mindset. We'd all have days, myself included, where it was just like Jesus Christ, I can't do this. Like yeah. it's too much. But then one of us had always come back full circle and usually quote someone else that's already given the advice a week before, saying, "Look, let's not forget mm-hmm. how the reality of what's happening here." We've already had mm. assignments for the other modules and we've all got distinctions. Yeah. Biology is the issue. So yeah. we're going into doing exams here and we've already handed in as assignments, but we've not even been given feedback on assignments. So mm. let's not use that as a precursor that we shit, we're not doing well. Yeah. When the reality yeah. is it's not, it's not a failing on our part. We've not been given the sure. adequate feedback. We've not been able to assess in our own knowledge if things are going in right, if we need to switch up a study style to adapt mm. to it. And I think that were important, which led even into like semester two, to be fair, like mm. after Christmas, that I still had that same mindset of when I'm having these 
conversations with myself in my head about the biology and then I'm sort of like mm. well do you know what I can't be that rubbish at it because I'm mm. I'm I'm smashing the other stuff safeguard yeah that I am getting feedback so, so, yeah yeah and I'm, I'm just getting it and so it it can't be me in that sense it, it's got to mm. be and not necessarily the tutor but it's got to be that it's got to be the way that that's it, it was being taught. it was the the setting the circumstance the the whole the uncontrollable on a lot of levels to to the tutor to us to the college even to an extent um although that's a separate issue isn't it um <laughs> an exam board as well another another question mark for me there yeah. but that was it, it was out of control a lot of it and it was the fact that they didn't with the first 2020 covid as i said to you in the lobby chat the first 2020 COVID, nobody had a clue yeah. we didn't know what this virus was we didn't know where it's come from we didn't know what was going to happen we didn't know who was at risk so all that happened in march which you can have your own opinions on when it happened was they took everybody out and said put yourselves away keep yourself safe let's keep you all alive as best we can great limit our contact with each other and everything that we did from there and so on that ground they estimated Yes. And they were fair to do so. And I know that there was issues with that as well, but they estimated. Yes. And I mean, again, you could go to a rabbit hole with the whole area yeah. thing. <laughs> I had an issue with that as well, of course. <laughs> but when they were getting people's and estimating people's grades, great. And that I, I thought that was an appropriate response. But then when it came to ours, <laughs> and we were in that 2020 to 2021 year, where people should have had some more understanding and did have some more understanding. And the NHS was, at the point that we were studying, the point that we're talking about, was not under the intense pressure that it had been back in like March, April time. Yeah, it looked definitely. like maybe we were coming out of it. They just didn't seem to know how to manage that. Yeah. Because there wasn't, suddenly there wasn't an option. Because we understand it a little bit, there almost wasn't an option of, let's just put you away and keep you safe. And let's just estimate even though we've got assignments and even though we've got work that you've handed in that isn't graded and you've still got to do exams. And no, no A-level students aren't doing exams and no GCSE students aren't doing exams and no, these people aren't <laughs> doing exams, but you are. Yeah. And it was like, and then eventually VTech courses were told, you won't do exams. <laughs> and it, we were literally the only group in the college we went to who were doing exams. Now, I don't know that that's the case across the board, with different exam boards, different colleges, of course. But it was so demoralising to be... It felt like overlooked because yeah. they didn't have control of it. And they didn't... And I don't mean, like, you know, the spread of the virus or anything like that. I mean, yeah. the situation for us. Yeah. They didn't have control of it and they didn't know what to do. And so they're just like, yeah, do your exams at home. Right. And, and that, at first they were like, oh, record them. And then we were like, who's got that much storage? And, you know, do we send them? What do we do? And then they were like, don't record yeah. them. And you're like, nobody yeah. knew. Nobody knew what to because do. Because it was, obviously at the time when, it, in my memory, it was coming up towards December and we were mm. already planning, like us as a, as, as a academic bubble, we were already asking the relevant questions the college yeah. at that point in their defense couldn't answer, but our argument to that was you should have already have asked these questions. Like yeah. we're asking, you should have already asked them to be given mm. the answer of if the government goes down this route, 
then what do we do? Yeah, and had those contingency plans in place. Which they didn't. They were never there. No. And it, they were that, never there. that it became was abundant. Yeah, it became mm. abundant, that, didn't it? Because we were constantly being told, look, we don't have the answer, but we're going to be sitting down with, in our instance, it were, I believe it was Carver. Carver's the yeah. one who obviously ran that. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, we're sitting down with them to get some answers. And it's like, it's two weeks away from our, our exams that you're either wanting us to come on yes. campus and sit or we're doing them online. How can you only oh, be having this conversation? Yeah. How can you be having yeah. this conversation two weeks away? And only because mm. we have been a pain in your ass asking you all the time. But, but why have you? And it's like, well, we're waiting for like Gavin. Well, it's like, no, no, no. I sat like, as everybody knows, I, even though I'm, I'm very anti government and things like that. But they were the source of information to go for, for everything with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Whether people like to believe what they were saying, or scientists will believe, like, if you didn't believe them or you thought, you know, COVID were hoax or whatever, the point being is they were the ones who were setting the instructions for the nation and that was around yeah. the world to follow. So if you wanted to know what the hell going on each day, you went on, you turned on TV because there was some form of accountability going on. Gavin Williamson stood in there and I, I think I took a video of the entire speech he gave and I sent it to our WhatsApp group. And he, he specifically said he will leave it up to the, he'll literally leave it up to the colleges to make their own conscientious decisions about what is best for the students they have been teaching. To which our college, after meeting with the board, was saying, no, the government is saying that you're, you're going to have to go ahead with your exams. Yeah. And I'm like, he, at no point was that said that that is not what got said yeah. it was you could quite easily take the same decision that he'd said but then they went down the avenue of saying because it's biology because of the level mm. of you know that's involved in how many credits it holds as part of this course we can't have project uh, like projected grades it can't be coursework related it's going to have to be exam based but we're still mm. going to have to figure out how it's going to be exam based now Again, all this was challenging because of the pandemic. We, we were the first people to say it, but as an outsider yeah. looking in, imagine what that were like, not just for us, but for other students in our situations. The stress that's already there anyway. You've got a three and a half grand course that you're on. You want to make mm-hmm. sure you're getting into university. The stress that that brings anyway, then add that on top of it as you don't even know what format this exam is going to run. To then be able to even revise for it because if it is going to go down an avenue of it's because some of them were like psychosocial exams mm. were actually essay based what we ended up doing yeah so then it's like you know as well as i do you, you don't necessarily an assignment for that exactly and that was my thought process as well like we could have easily mm. have done the assignment based to it and, and your level of revision is different because you can you can explain your way through an answer whereas in an exam setting you've literally got you can put a maximum of four sentences. So it's yeah, all about was, buzzwords. that was bad. So another thing that they did with these new exams that we did from home <laughs> was they can't rid of mark schemes. So where you um, where you at GCC um, and I at GCC and A level as well as you would see question dotted lines open bracket four close brackets open bracket one close brackets you would know okay I can judge based on the fact that this is a six marker I need to have a minimum of six sentences for this 
But then, and this was this was the actual college we went to, this is Wakefield College. Yep. This was their decision, and it was the access team's decision, not the exam board's, to change it to maximum however many sentences, which is an absolute kicker to try and work out how much, because there were some questions where you feel like you could explain them in kind of one long wordy sentence, and it said maximum five, and you're like, am I going to say yeah. for another four sentences how much detail I need to go into yeah. and it was a lot harder to judge on the sentences and I don't know what the logic of the <laughs> was for that other than do you no. know what they stick it to them a bit more fuck them Fuck yeah. them, they're going to play what's going on anyway. So let's just fuck them up a bit more. And do, do you know that, that is why they did that? That is so true because there were so many. But that things. continued through as well. Yeah, it did. Do all you remember, the way they through. They did that up until the end. Literally, like we're talking for those people that's listening and watching, mm. like literally, we're in June now. We finished our final exams, which were the biology ones. Well, Very end of May. Yeah. Wasn't it? Literally two weeks ago, really. There were thereabouts. Uh, yeah, so our last exam was on 27th of May. So it's the reason, obviously, Lauren just reacted like she did then is because it's still very, as we've said at the beginning of this episode, it's very raw still. Raw. <laughs> like, because even now we've, we've come away from it and we've still we've still got to wait like four weeks for as entirety, even though we've pretty much been given as results up until the last three exams that we've done. We already know yeah. what we've got in the other ones. So it's just a case of we're actually only waiting for the last ones to know as a total what we've got. Mm. But still now, even in that two weeks that we've had, to come away from it and our thought processes have kind of changed, it's sort of like, do you know what? I just need to forget about it. I just want to forget about it. And that's all we've mm. done for two weeks. And so now we've started talking about it. We're going to get annoyed at stuff because there's still things yeah. that, that logically do not make sense. And mm. it was systematically flawed the way it would run the biology in my opinion there were so many ways it could have been balanced to be and not not just for us as the students it could have been made a lot easier for the lecturers to teach this shit if mm. they just took on board the feedback of the people who were actually learning but it were very well, no we're mm. not going to listen we're just going to do it this way or... until they did it exactly the way we said <laughs> Three months later, yeah. Let's bring about another reaction. So yeah. they, <laughs> I remember them it going off in the WhatsApp group because we had had a chat with our biology teacher who had said no, no, no. Some, whatever it was that we were asking for was absolutely categorically not an option. And I can't remember specifically what it was, but I remember we were talking in the group and we were saying this is completely thought out. We have explained it in every possible way it's completely balanced it's no detriment to them the only other way is detriment to us and they're happy to do that and clearly whatever <laughs> and then so the the demoralizing to be fair the disheartening on yeah. the group of us on the bubble of us was was tough at that point because we didn't feel heard and we didn't feel listened to and that was when we really started to learn that that support from lecturers and teachers and the college itself wasn't there and we were relying on each other yeah more than more than our tutors and the people who were paying for the service yeah. separate issue i guess but what really stuck out was then three or four months later when that question arose again and we kept a bit more quiet 
Mm -hmm. We figured that that's just absolutely categorically not an option. You've told us so. And then they did it. Yeah. And then they flagged it as their idea. And we were like... So what? <laughs> again, it went off in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we say this three, four months ago, people are coming out it with screenshots. We had receipts. Yeah, yeah. For this. And we had absolutely... And there's one girl in particular, her name was Hannah, who had gone in one discussion quite strongly with her opinion and not forcefully in any way, shape or form, just... Yeah was explaining it fully and articulately and she was fantastic and she was really quite upset that she hadn't been heard and listened to as a 20-some-year-old lady yeah. she hadn't been listened to as a, an actual adult who could make a decision and have an opinion she was just disregarded for them then to bring it in brought about that reaction all over again and that was I think for me anyway that brought about a good whack of the the stress I felt the yeah. fact that I felt like I had no say, uh, and I'm not, I'm not 16 anymore. I'm not 17 anymore. I'm not. I have have the ability at 20 some years old. I'm only 29. What am I saying that for? 20, <laughs> 29 years old. What the fuck. Just 20 some, mate. Just 20 some. Just 20 some. I'm 20 some. I'm trying not to put myself down. <laughs> 23. I'm, I'm 19 some. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> 19 <laughs> <to> plus 20. <laughs> but, no, the at 29 years old, I can make some form of balanced judgment and form a balanced opinion of my own. And you could tell the college was definitely more focused on 16, 17 year olds doing their A levels yeah. than 20 and 30 and even 40, 50 year olds doing the access course because there wasn't the understanding that we were peers at any point because there are people in our group who are actually older than yeah. some of our tutors and certainly quite a few who are a similar sort of age yeah it was no <laughs> all right lauren you've gone again So yeah, during the uh, during this moment, those people listening in, um, we're having uh, technical issues uh, at the moment. So I'll just run this advert for those people uh, that's new to the channel. Check us out, Jukebox Jacks. We're uh, we're currently uh, running a podcast where we talk about all things mental health. But this uh, episode's actually a special episode where we will be uh, actually uh, talking about the access course that we've done along the way um but we'll also be uh, moving into other content along the way in addition it's looking like my colleague is uh has jumped back into uh the discussion Hi. once again she's back i'll do it twice <laughs> to pass everybody else yeah why not uh when yeah when uh, when you come off you'll uh you'll see there's uh, a certain picture that i just took of you while you froze sent it through to you oh i bet that's funny <laughs> hang on I'm just look now. oh I look like I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think you, you you said it quite well actually in in how you just detailed it. I think for 
for me, how I how I felt is just, I guess that the I felt like they just wanted to close the door on us. It was mm. sort of like, do you know what? And I'm not saying this is how the college felt, but it's how I was made to feel, and that's just as valid as as what the reality might have actually been. Um, sure. That it's they were that focused on the A level students, like you said, and the other people that when we, in a sense, were doing their job for them by giving them valid way avenues for us to go down to make it less impactful on our studies and less impactful on them as tutors to teach us the content it were just a, it were never a case of that at one point there were there were never like once that they actually said you know what that's that's a good idea because we did that in semester one and it worked mm. so we'll go to board yeah. and say that because we agree yeah. with you there were none of the, there were no adult conversations in that manner. It was just a case no. of no, they've just said no. And it's like, but have you even mm. brought it up to them? Have you? Yeah. You're saying you have, but now you're saying you've See, not actually got a meeting until two weeks' time. So Yeah. <laughs> and then the other side, and I don't know if you recall this, um, because it's towards the very end. One of our teachers, you kind of acted like a form tutor effectively, she went to the exam board and specifically asked that we were brought back into college, that we out of everybody should be a high priority for being brought back. Now, no discussion or question had been asked of us about whether we felt that way. It was just assumed that was how we felt. That's the absolute opposite of how we felt because at the first time we had what we felt was some sort of stability and we had, we knew our biology, because biology was the big thing that we were struggling with. Our biology teacher we'd adjusted and we'd adjusted to online and he was being a bit more forceful with us in making us answer making sure we've done homework all of that sort of stuff that we needed to do make sure we had cameras on <laughs> things like yeah. that but they they then just assumed that oh they're, they're going to need to go in well no we don't need to go in because we found a happy medium now but nobody asked that question yeah. and that was what made me feel as you've you've so rightly said, just disregarded uh, mm. as as having an opinion, as as having thought on it. They just thought, oh yeah, this will be what they want. Although we were whinging about not being face to face, as in we had this extra adjustment now. So we're adjusting to a new teacher, and then we're adjusting to online, and we're struggling with that with what we were voicing. Yeah, but that was also back in like November, December time, not now I in think- April. <laughs> I think it's it's completely right. And in addition to obviously to the valid points you've just said then, I think I think our level of trust had gone in that point in, mm. in both college and not necessarily on like as in it was their fault as in the lecturers, but the lecturers mm. obviously they're they're part of the process. They worked in college, they might have had their own frustrations, disagreed with their own heads of year and stuff, but that's for them to deal with as people, as individuals. What we I think we, we reached a culmination where our level of trust had, had just gone and we just mm. collectively through our support bubble on WhatsApp, through talking to each other, we all had the same mindset. We were like, do you know what? We've now found his own stride. We found his own mm. coping mechanism where we, we're bringing our stress levels down and we're finding the information's finally going in. So we kind of don't yeah. care what college are saying. This is what mm. we're doing. We, we, before we even went back for the final, what would have been the final part of term, college had not even said anything at this point we'd already made the, co- the collective decision none of us were going in 
We're not going in. Yeah. We're not going on campus because it's been too long now. What's the point in going on campus just to tick boxes for college to say, mm. you know, yes, we've got students yeah. return and stuff. It's like, no, no, no. We, it now works for us. Mm. So we're, we're going to successfully get our grades by sticking to what we've now been doing. You change and it. And to what we now understand yeah. and what we're now happy with and content with. Exactly. What we're able to do. It was, that was... It, God, it was just all tough on it when you think back on it. I don't know how we got it's, through it, man. The, there's so, so much Aside stuff from supporting each other. There's so much stuff that's all, flying through me, Ed. The, we all responded in very different ways. Yeah. So some of us would, um, so like under stress, I go quiet. Yeah. And don't ask for support. Yeah. I'm sure you notice. Yeah. Um, I don't ask for support because I don't, some people are very, very loud when they need help and that is great yeah don't get me wrong but I just have this thing where I feel like I'm going to reach out and ask for help people are going to be like all right ascension seeker and I know I never think about other people and I'm always like oh my god let me help you but I just feel like that about myself it's probably spotlight syndrome an issue I need to deal with <laughs> but it's spotlight it's... syndrome that's what it is maybe it's exactly so literally uh, last episode i think it was when i was talking to felix there's within society uh, i'm not even sure which psychologist said it uh, so the the spotlight syndrome um like i said before the slight technical issue naturally i think it's fried but it's probably not but some psychologist had had said and it carries over into mental health uh, because felix knew what i was talking about Spotlight syndrome is where people go through life and the actions or inactions are directly influenced by the facts of... Now, if you think about people with social anxiety, um, even those people that actually actively enjoy attention, it's because it all Mm. fundamentally comes down to the fact that people go through life thinking there's a spotlight shining on them. Like if they're going out in town, everybody's looking at me. Or you get the other flip side, you get like the the Paul brothers where they're sort of like, fuck yeah, everybody's looking at me. But what people don't realise is every individual in life thinks they've got their own spotlight on them. So nobody's Mm -hmm. actually looking at anybody else's spotlight. They're not looking at anybody else. They're just looking at themselves and dealing with their own thing. And that's what Mm -hmm. it means by the spotlight effect. So when you were saying about you don't want to reach out sometimes and say oh I'm struggling to understand this academically could you teach it to me but you don't want to reach yeah. out because you're like oh she's attention seeking she's, she's trying to hog you yeah. know the academic information that's coming and stuff yeah, oh, she, like, oh she's taking the mic oh, everybody, yeah, everybody else is sat there thinking no same she's thing fucking shit to yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've got a clue what she's doing what she's doing uh, that, no that's that's what I was fearful of um and even things like I mean a family bereavement while I was doing a course I mean, you know, after that, I went very quiet because dealing with that, obviously going through the the motions with that, we still are now, but it's, it's a situation. And there was somebody else in the group who also very, very recently had a bereavement, unfortunately, and she was able to, and it did make me reflect on my response to that situation where I only told you, I think. I think I only told you because I think you were, did you, did you message me about something else? I've messaged you an absolute gobbledygook being like, look, I'm not in. Can you tell them? And it just didn't even make sense sentences that I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew within the first couple of words that 
like you know when you start scanning yeah. as you're reading it i knew before i, I got to end well anyway yeah before i got yeah. to the end of it i just knew i were like this yeah, yeah it's not good it's gone that way and it, it was yeah, it, 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 it was tough for everybody during that mm. during especially what's gone off like COVID it's just stuff. different people's different people's reactions throughout and that's just a prime example i go very quiet into me shell um and i have to deal with it and i have to pick it apart in myself first yeah. and then I can talk about it like I am now um but on the day I sat on the stairs and I just stared into space for a while and didn't really know what to do um and then a wonderful husband blessing was just like you think maybe you should tell someone and I was like oh yeah I should really tell college shouldn't I because I've just come out of somebody's lesson which is like and just sat on the middle of the stairs like, you should tell someone so I was like oh oh yeah yeah so I messaged I had two tutors that were due to have the afternoon, and you, for some reason. <laughs> and it was all gobbledygook when you look back on it now. And there's there's other side of that where people are able to go, look, guys, this has happened. Yeah. I'm feeling this, that, the other way about it. And that was the difference between us kind of throughout. The undercurrent, with all of our different reactions to stressors and to triggers and to really quite arduous times, were that we all supported each other in a very similar way. We were all there to reassure each other, whether we were outspoken, whether we were introverted, whether we were extroverted, whatever kind of person we were, we were always there to reassure each other that you will get through this, you can do this, and you are going to be okay. Because at some point we all felt the same way. We (laughs) We definitely did. And we weren't going to be okay because it it was tough. The tough thing is I can't, I can't recommend it enough to do the access course because if it's anything, it's character building. <laughs> this this is it, and this is what and we're gonna lead on to with his next part that because it, it were important for people. Because I think if if we came into this review, um we were just selling the positives, people were like, Really? I mean, I've heard it's quite mm. difficult at best times, and you've gone through like a pandemic period and you're still just saying all good things. No, yeah everybody like me if i were coming into it and i'd have been watching someone else's review i'd want them to be perfectly honest what the real struggles were so i'm more mentally equipped ready to deal with them things nobody could have prepared us because it, it it's it, something is happening in it we live like we're living literally yeah. through a moment in history that no one's gone through in our lifetime before us yeah. grandparents and such yeah they, they have a better grasp and stuff but but us, no, we, we didn't like, so it's hard to plan for stuff like yeah. that. But it is important to obviously get the negatives out of the way and the challenges that we did face. But with every ne- negative, there's positives that come from it. And I've always oh, believed sure. that. I've always believed mm. that that any any adversary that people face, it's exactly like you said, it's character building. It builds you into it, a better version yeah. of yourself. It better equips you. Like, I'm so, I think I'd have been excited anyway, like with the idea of going in to my first year in September. Mm. But I'm is, is it weird to kind of say that you're kind of going into it now with a bit of a swag? Like I've got this shit. <laughs> don't fucking take anything now. I have got this shit. Throw it all uh, at me. Yeah. I can take it all. Where, where, I'm, no, I'm with you. I'm because... with you. I feel so much more excited and prepared for yeah. it because nothing can be worse. Nothing can be harder. Nothing can be as unprecedented, I hope to God, as this year has been. Because it was just, it was a lot of issues in a short space of time 
not really being taken as seriously as you should have done at points to then get through it and to be on the other side of it makes you think if I can do this exactly. I can get through and I can be a damn good nurse at the end of this because if I've carried on with this year how determined must I be because my need to do this and my urge to do this and to become a nurse surpasses the difficulty that that access course brought because this is what I'm here to do and this is what I'm destined to do. So while ever you've got that mindset of this is it, this is me, this is my career, here I am, here I'm ready to go, you'll get through it. You'll get through anything that anybody throws at you. You, you, you can, you have it in you because there's nothing I think that people get thrown at them on the general that they can't handle if they need to want to have the urge to enough but it's tough it can be really tough and i'm uh, i'm hoping that you is going to be lucky you know um you know uh, you know how i release clips on each episode that right yeah. there I had fucking goosebumps throughout. That's that's gonna be a cliff for like it's gonna be one of the clips. Like, but it's it's so true. Like, I obviously I jest with with all my guests when they come out with things you know that are really empowering like that. But they know why I'm jesting because it's mm. when things are so effortless and they just come out like that. It's literally yeah. just like poetry. It just comes out, but it's so mm. potent and people. You can even when you're saying the words. You can see loads of people just sat there going, fuck yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Apart from Gerard, he'll just be like, well, there's my cats again. Yeah, so let me just lean back so you can see my uh, my cats behind me. Is is this sufficient sight? Got a new one. We love you, it's Gerard, really. We'll, we love you, really, mate. We do. We do. Um, we had some cats. <laughs> so I'll quickly condense it so we don't go backwards because we're on we're on the right path here we're heading it right direction we're not finally we're doing a hoover stank we're going in the same direction we're all right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the um so to give people a crash course so we we started the access course in september i had a misconception through people around me that you've got plenty of time until you apply to university uh-uh, not true no so Not literally, we started in September and we were told within first week, oh, FYI, from October, you're going to start applying to uni. We're like, mm, what? What? The thing is, we started two weeks late anyway, don't forget. That's we're supposed to true. start, I think, on the 2nd. Yeah. Was, no, it must have been the 7th because we started eventually on the 21st. Yes, we did. So we started two weeks later anyway. And we came in at the end of September and they said, right, beginning of October, we're going to start our personal statements. And we were like, that's in a week. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> What's this? And we, yeah, we had to start and then ideally wanted them done by the end of October. Um, so that, that was, that was a shock because I thought from when I did it at sixth form that you had until kind of Christmas time. Yeah. I thought was, it was like the Oxbridges and the medicine yeah. that went in like October. Yeah. And you had up until kind of Christmas time. So I thought, right, November time, we'll start looking at that. Something like that. But to have it done by the end of October was was a shock. It to, was. Not a shock I was expecting to have because it was so quick. It was literally the, next, the following week. We were like an introductory week. 
we were on the third floor of the building, so wearing a mask up there, you're blowing. You're sucking your mask <laughs> into your face, trying to breathe. Because <laughs> like yeah. no, nobody wanted to be that person to get in lift, even though all lecturers you did can't. it. You can't. <laughs> like, possibly be. I, I literally what saw I our lecturers was, getting into it. Well, I thought my absolute look would be somebody in a wheelchair or something like that yep. will call for the lift while I'm in it. And if it comes back down, yeah, I'm just going to want to shoot myself. So I'm like, do you know what? Just yeah. blow out your ass for a bit. Get up and stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'd go, got up and stairs. And we've been there for like the first week. We've just met each other. We've learned about this seating plan because apparently we were 13. Had our seating plan. We had the same, same seats as well. Yeah, we but did. Not allowed to move. I got told off. Move. I got told off once. We can't, uh, we can't get up and move around without our masks on. Um, even like to get a drink or anything like that. That was, yeah, to then be told, I think it was the following week, we were told, right next week, beginning of October, you're starting your personal statements. And we just didn't feel like it was any time soon that we were going to be doing that. We are going to be facing the actual applications. And then yeah. people like, hang on, where do I actually want to go? I've not really thought yet. Because I thought I'd have some time. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd kind of get me teeth into this a little bit for kind of two, three, maybe four weeks, get me teeth into it, find myself with it. And then I'll start looking at that in a bit more detail. But no, it was it was very much all at once. And then Which it, is a good thing, uh, I suppose. But it, it forced just, us to. Yeah, it kind of snowballed from there because bearing in mind those people listening in and watching. When, when you start the process of obviously applying to uni, don't forget, I mean, some people do that without doing an access course, but we were doing assignments and such, adjusting to all that, learning how to have a reference for the first time and things like that. We were doing all these things on top of having to write a personal statement. And there's some people that have genuinely got an outset of, well, I don't work in, like people like me, I don't work in the, in the field or the profession that I'm wanting mm. to go into. So how am I supposed to sell myself to university to say I am a good person to be on this degree over somebody mm. else that's possibly working? All sorts of questions like that that are difficult. And if anybody takes mm. anything out of these this this episode, things like that, don't worry about. If just one person's circumstance isn't like isn't held against them compared to somebody else's. Every single person's circumstances holds nothing but opportunities for that individual. It doesn't matter Mm. if your circumstances are different to someone else's, everybody will have an opportunity. If it's an adult learner, your time management alone, the fact they're balancing full-time work around it holds just as much credence as a person that's working part-time as a student. And they're not looked at any differently. So if that's one of your, your precursors for not, going down the avenue don't even listen to yourself really don't there are always there are always applicable life skills whether you are 17 and applying whatever your home life has been like whatever part-time retail work whatever patience confidence those basic things that you build up as part of your personality the compassion the care whatever it is that you have within you will undoubtedly be something that can be applied whether it's to nursing whether it's to anything else to be fair adult learner or not there's always applicable life skills that you can sell and that is what they were looking for more than anything else I mean I work within the NHS and yet they didn't want me to focus so much on that and more on me and why I wanted to do and where my passion actually came from and what I thought about me 
would make me a good nurse and why <laughs> I thought these poor bastards <laughs> are going to have to put up with me. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> so literally, then once once you've done like your personal statement and things like that, then it's a case of you've got, you, you do it all online, but you've got these categories where you just basically fill in other question, questionnaire type questions, you know, about where you live, blah, 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 your job. Just so you've got basically everything they need to know as a candidate base. And then from there, you need to select what course you're wanting to do and at what potential universities. So then from there, universities will get back to you. They'll say either say no, who knows them reasons why they already say no from outset, but some of them do. And then other ones will arrange an interview. An interview, you'll be told yes or no. In some cases, you're given a second interview, I've, I've heard as well. Um, and then from there, if they like what they hear, then they'll send you a conditional offer. Your conditional offer is generally the only one condition is you just need to meet the requirements of the access course to get onto your thing here. I have one with quite a few conditions. Firstly, yep. you can apply, I think, to one university for a lower fee. I think it's like seven or eight pound difference. Mm-hmm. It was like 20, was it 21, 23 pounds, something like that. And it was to apply by UCAS to five universities. Now, I have chosen York as my firm choice. Now, they want from me, I mean, every everybody for nursing is looking for um, a clear advanced, enhanced DBS check, yep. an occupational health check, of course, it comes back satisfactory as well. But what York has for is <laughs> my GCSE certificates, yep. my A-level certificates, yep. uh, me to achieve a certain amount, I think it's 30 distinctions I needed to get, yep. and a satisfactory work reference, which isn't something I expected at all because the certificate's okay, right? I can I, I hear you. It's quite a while ago, so I've had to pay for new ones, but yeah, it's my own personal beef for not keeping them. <laughs> but the satisfactory work reference, I was really surprised because I thought, yeah, there's not any a stupid amount of detail in it anyway. Work have sent it off and they've come back and said it's fine, thank god. But from what I understand, they detail things like disciplinary sickness, that sort of yeah. stuff, just to make sure you're not you know, off every 10 minutes with, I don't know, diarrhea and vomiting every week and you're supposed to be working. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think it's more to check that sort of thing, but it's not something I expected. So some of them will come to you with strange things. I think Brad- equally, I don't know whether that came to me based on the fact that I work in the NHS already. Think, or whether that's completely unrelated and they ask everybody. I think I will, yeah, I think there will be part of it. I know Donna originally, when I had conversations with Donna, because um, obviously she, we had the one-to-one sessions where she asked for updates with course, but then she was also asking you about UCAS uh, progress and stuff. Mm. Um, and I'd said to her in one of them, and I was, I was talking about Bradford, and she'd, uh, she'd said, oh, what's the, what's the entry requirements for a conditional offer? And I'd said, obviously, the obviously the progression scheme. I says, but the only thing they want in, apart from your normal DBS checks and things like that, which working in security industry and facilities management company, I have them done as part of having a security license anyway, DBS checks. But, uh, yeah, apart from them, it's, the only thing they want is a record of my key skills level two uh, numeracy in, mm. obviously, on top of the GCSE. Um, they yeah. just want a photocopy of that. That's all they want. Yeah. Uh, but then I think it was Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield. Very similar 
minus the mm. NHS specific things. So that's what led me then to think when you just said that then that maybe it's because of the field that you're working in at the minute. Yeah. So it might yeah, be like I'm, that. Yeah, you can put the DBS and the, the occupational health definitely down to safety, of course, for yourself and for everybody else. Yeah. And that is absolutely appropriate when you're going into placements and things like you're going to be. Um, but it was just surprising because it can ask for, and I know they're not huge things by any stretch, and so long as you're not taking a piss at work or anything like that, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as you're a law-abiding citizen, you'll probably be fine. Um, um, we won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark over you for that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but the so long as you are kind of within the remit, so acceptable, you'll probably be fine. They're not asking for anything completely out of the blue, completely unrelated. But there are different little nuanced things that each one will ask for and want. So I had two unis out of the five I interviewed for. There was only two who did a maths test with me. The other three weren't interested in that, were more interested in me. Some of them did kind of direct questions where you can kind of see what the right or the wrong answers are. Yeah. And then there was others that were quite difficult. And I'm sure you probably have some of these as well, where they'd say, they'd ask you a question, if you were in this situation, what would you do? And I remember one of them was, if your neighbour had given you their dog while they went on once-in-a-lifetime trip for, you know, a month or whatever, and the dog became very unwell and the dog passed away, what would you do? Would you tell, ring them and tell them so they could make the appropriate decision, or would you wait until they got back and tell them then? And it's just to work out, I think, if you are their type of person and you're going to fit in with the course that they are teaching, how they are teaching, or if maybe you're not a great fit for each other and it's less of a right and wrong, and I really liked that. I yeah. really liked that kind of, if you know I'm right for you, then I know you're right for me with that sort of answer. Definitely. So definitely. I, I went with, uh, I would ring them and tell them and ruin their holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm jealous. I'd go <laughs> but, for the same one. I mean, that. I've got communication. You've just got to communicate with people and it's all you can do. Be straight up. Imagine coming home after two weeks and being like, oh, your dog's dead. They'd be like, that, oh, so, yeah, could, that, could you not have rung me and let me know now? Yeah. So yeah. you've got to communicate. You've got to. And going into career, we are. I think you've got to, <laughs> to talk to people. That's, um, that's another, obviously, where it was different for us, obviously, because we didn't have, like, most uni- uh, university applications. You do them in person. Mm. We didn't have any of that yeah. this year. We did them online. No. Um, but I think... racking there, waiting for that call on it. <laughs> I think you're they like, were... Oh, I think they were really... you're like... I think they were really, really tailored well, though, from my experience. Like the Bradford one, like it was brilliant. I had, I had one of the guys who he he, was, he works in the uh, mental health sector, but he yeah. he works in community outreach, but he also teaches. Uh, and I think he said mm. he'd, he'd been in the mental health field now for 20 plus years. Wow. Um, so he was the main person that I was interviewing with, but then he introduced who I thought was his colleague. It turns out it's not, it's, she's actually still under care, under mental health conditions. Mm. She's an actual outpatient, but he wanted to get her involved because he wanted to see how she adapted to me and how, more importantly, her thoughts of me as somebody who's actually in that sector as a patient and interacts with multiple nurses and wanted to see 
if I'd be the right candidate, you know, in and terms of empathy. And stuff. Yeah. Which, so long as obviously your outpatient yeah. wants to, I think which, that's a great way to do it. Which I don't think. And how confident is going to be for you? Yeah, that's what I thought from like, because they always say, don't they, that you, your interview will be about 15 minutes, but after 30 mm. minutes, we were having to cut it to an end because we'd yeah. done the interview, but we were just all, all three of us were just talking about stuff, about life, everything. Well, yeah. you know, you know, I'm like at best of times. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think if it were in normal times, that situation would never come about. It, it wouldn't have been yeah. done that way. She wouldn't have been there because they'd have followed the normal strict guidelines when interviewing you know, mm. we're going to have this person, we're going to have this person, that's it. But they had to open stuff up. And I think everything is, is obviously we're coming around to trying to somehow conclude the course in terms of a natural review. Um, mm. I think it all, when from me now looking at it from the outset in terms of leading me to my degree path, everything's happened exactly how it should have because it's, yeah. all, it's all gone that way as much as we've, We've we've not hidden it. We've detailed the things that went wrong. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> if this, God forbid, were to happen again next year, lessons that need to be learned from the college standpoint, from the you know the the assessment bodies, they need to learn from it, and these things they need to take on board that we went through as people have gone through it. But there's so many positives from it, and that most definitely is one of them. The fact that the character building alone has shaped me far. Yeah. better to equip university life especially when people like caroline at bradford highlighted things during webinars that i, I still didn't even take on board because i've been so wrapped mm. up in my own bubble and our situation yeah. of what's been going off where she was sort of like don't forget there's going to be people because there were a question that i asked where it were a sense of at what point do you know do we start with placements and stuff this, rightfully so they said they don't know until near that time because of covid yeah. and such but in terms of the academic writing side of things, you know, when do you first start doing your, you know, your essays and such? And she was like, don't forget, there's a lot of people coming in at university entry that's still never written an assignment since they were in school. So you're already going to be ahead of them because you've got that experience from doing an access course. Because there's people coming in yeah. to do a degree that haven't done an access course. And mm. obviously as part of your access course, you taught how to Harvard reference so you're already yeah, how to note take all yeah you you lead yeah. like apart at that point so for the first transitional period you're gonna find yourself at time probably supporting those around you and, and it were like yeah. Jesus I didn't even think of that because I just assumed that spotlight effect again everybody's yeah. everybody's <laughs> going through what I'm going through kind of thing so everybody must be in yeah. the same boat and it's like no no you you'd like so what what you have been through and she were quite open about it she were like it's you know it's been a shit show for you guys like but you, you know what it's better equipped you for university every one of you is even though you're all sure. going into different fields like sure. and even though not all of you are going to be coming to Bradford like you know what I mean I'm mm. so proud of everything that you have gone through to lead you to where you are because you are the next generation of nursing staff that's going to help yeah. us that's a big thought that's a big thing it is. I think they're going to be oh Nervous takes her back. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a big thought, isn't it? Um, it I is. About that. My nose has gone cold. Uh, yeah, it, it's and that that is the reality. Like when I was having a conversation on on last episode with Felix and stuff, like we we never should forget that 
I mean, I, I've I've said it to you throughout, throughout mm. probably from September onwards that we should always look back in that way because even though the access course was as as poorly managed as it was and stuff, these are these yeah. these things are going to stay with us for mm. 30, 40, 50 years because yeah, and it was the start there of are... our journey. For sure, for sure. And it's like you said already, it's equipped you in a way that nothing else could have. So being being 18 and starting this is a very, very different to being 29 or 30 or whatever it might be and starting this. You are coming from a completely different mindset. But to have the skills that we do from the access course, I don't think should be understated. And I think if it had been better managed, yes, we'd have still had a very similar set of skills. Like Liam Neeson. I'll reword that. Um, we still would have had <laughs> a very similar set of skills. A very peculiar set of skills. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> winged it. Winged still it. Have, yeah, we still would have had the same outcome yes. by way of the skills that we had and what we'd obtained from it. You know, the Harvard referencing, things like that. I couldn't have gone in and just learned that at uni level straight away. It's great for yeah. things like that. And even things like from the biology side, am I going to need to know about genes and genomes? Yes, I am. I am going to need to know about genes and alleles. I had not a clue about these things before this. Yep. And now they're just part of my vernacular. But you'll find yourself speaking to people and referring to these things and just assume that you know too. And you feel a bit of a tongue when you do that, or I do anyway. Um, <laughs> or when you, you, when you refer to things like by its um, acronym, yeah, like that and people think they're like what? Yeah, they're like yeah, what? Like, yeah, and they just think you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just showing off because I want to be there. It's um, um, it's funny that you said it like that because obviously I'm I'm completely same. There's certain things where with biology that I'd struggle to get me head to grips with and stuff like that. And it was sort of like, I'd get frustrated with it at times. Like I'm mm. like, I'm having to rack my brain, go through all this, as I kept saying, all this shit. And it's not even relevant for me, but then yeah. there, there'd be little snippets that were like, when you talk about how, yeah. you know, how the body reacts to the chemicals, you know, released in medication yeah, yeah. and stuff for mental health and stuff. So then straight away, my ears prick up and I'm like, right, I'm interested in that. Yeah. But yeah, stuff you but know other things on like a on a psychosocial level even when you're talking about ssris and stuff are you talking about kind of uplifters as it yeah. were yeah you are you are that's directly linked to what you're going to do yep. you're going to be seeing people who need lifter upperers and you're going to already know that before you start so then when you start discussing that on a more intimate level at university you've already got the basis of that knowledge and that's where this course has been fantastic because it it's taught me and you and everybody else in a way that I don't even think A-level could have because no, it, it's no. like you say Layla had done her A-levels reasonably recently and there were things that she was lost on and there were things yeah. that she was feeling overwhelmed by so it's not the same as doing your AS and your A2 and quite what's the word Structured, <laughs> quite well managed. Nothing that um, I'd ever associate with the access course. <laughs> no, it's just management, and they are they are mitigating circumstances, and they're unprecedented circumstances that we've gone through. They are. But as we've already said, if you want to do it, there is a way. It is very 
accessible. Yeah. That wasn't meant to be a pun. Please don't take <laughs> it out. But it is by way of funding, by way of it being close by. There's a couple of close by tools. There's Leeds ones, there's Wakefield ones. It is doable and it will make the world of difference when it comes to studying because of what you've learned, because of the way you've learned. And if you have something like this and you are a completely different character with a completely different level of patience and level of compassion for yourself, I think, because I've always been, and I don't know about you, but I've always been a perfectionist for myself and I'm never quite, I'm never quite good enough. So <laughs> unless I'm getting a hundred and everything, it's not, it's not enough. Unless I come out of this with distinctions and everything, it's not enough. I've not done it well enough. And I've learned to accept, okay, human biology I get, core biology I'm not so good with. So if I get a merit in that, that's okay. That's okay. And, and I think that has come from having to force myself through these unprecedented times yeah. to naturally just go, you have to let go of that stress. You have to leave it behind. You have to kind of compartmentalise it, whatever you need to do to move it away from yourself and not let it affect you. And with that comes some compassion and some patience for yourself. Because I think that is that is needed when you're going through such a heavy course as well and such an emotional course as nursing will always be. Yeah, you because are... there's literally, like you said, there's because of the fields that we're going into, the mm. the mental strain that has on the nursing staff so the fact that obviously you're, you're adapting your own resiliency to, to deal with these things as and when they come up. Um, so it's always important. And it's funny that you, you said it in that way when you obviously were just talking then, because I used to, I know it, I know at times I, I used to seem like this person that would just always pep talking everyone, like everybody had inboxed me separately, you know, Amy and people like that. And I'd be sort of like, no, just you can do it. You. you can do it. Like, look at it this Maybe way. Maybe it's you it's that got us through. No. Maybe it's you that actually brought I, a lot of compassion. No, you were I always, have been always lost there. without you all. Like, because she's all said the right thing when he's needed to Jody used to say the most comical things when she never intended to, but it just used to work. <laughs> and it used to be like, too. that's exactly what I needed, Jody, you're a legend. <laughs> but it would it's that it would that's why at times I was telling people when they, they were getting so worked up about where they were going. I know it was different for me because it, it flipped within a couple of months and where I thought I would have been going my original mm. choice to where I, I know for a fact I should have always been going, which is where I'm going now. Yeah. That's why I always kept saying to people, look, at the end of the day, don't, don't overly stress yourself because as long as you're doing the degree, it doesn't matter where yeah. you're doing the degree. Yeah, you might not have got... Don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself try to get to the place you thought you should have been at. It just matters mm. that you're doing the degree to get into the profession yeah. you want to get. It doesn't matter. And then that, that correlates with what you were saying, that sense of... Yeah, obviously I want distinctions and everything, but as long mm. as I get the credit scores that I need to get yeah. onto my degree, does it matter? Yeah. If, it, if it meant yeah. I chased a distinction, totally fluffed me exam because I was overanalyzing <laughs> every question and yeah. then didn't even end up passing it, all because I was striving to get 100 marks, but now I've missed yeah, out yeah. on a degree, it, w- it wouldn't have been worth it. it. Worth so it you're now. so right yeah. what you were saying. So right. Yeah. See, I went... I went kind of different way to you so I had York in my mind initially and I was completely swayed by Leeds during 
because it just seemed to be this like mythical land that nobody could get into. And <laughs> they really wanted a lot from you. And I was like, that sounds like my cup of tea to just push myself to that standard. Yeah, like difficult, um, impossible. I am sold. Yeah. Get me there. Stress me out. <laughs> so <laughs> I was all over that. Um, and do you know what? I did, I did get offered a place and they wanted very similar to your, I think exactly the same to be fair. And yet, to be fair, it's the integrated master's thing that I'm doing at York anyway, and that's the reason. But I'm I'm driving around Leeds, and I drive around York, I just went to York, and you know, it just feels, and you'll know from speaking to people at at, um, Bradford, when I was in York, it just felt like this is where I need to be, and I can't explain it, It it was in my tummy, it was in my gut, this is where I need to be, this is it, this is where... This is where I am. This is home. Yeah, it was so strange. And yet, you know, logistics-wise, it's further away than Leeds and all of that sort of stuff. But it just, it never felt right. Driving around Leeds was just like, this isn't me. Yeah. This isn't mine. And like I say, going to York was, it felt familiar. It felt homely. It just felt like, yeah, this is where, this is where I'm going to be. And like you doing some of the online webinars and stuff, I'd strongly recommend anybody who's listening does them. Do join in do see what they've got to say. Even if you don't want to kind of turn your screen on or really say anything and just listen to other people talking, it'll do the world good because you'll realise there are questions that you didn't realise you wanted the answers to. Most other definitely. People will ask. Most definitely. Other people will ask and you'll go, shit, yeah, I want to know that. Actually, yeah, please answer that. Or people will start talking in the chat and start asking questions. And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, answer that one next. Your fingers crossed, that's the next one. And you'll get really excited about it. Yeah. And if you don't get excited about it, that's okay. And maybe that one's not for you. Yes. But somebody asked, I, I really want to go into prison, right? Well, not me personally, into prison nursing. <laughs> Point that out. Disclaimer. <laughs> not going to pass that DBS check, but I've got the offer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to really go into prison nursing. And so I asked that question. And then there's a couple of other people afterwards who said, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't even know that we went into kind of custody suites and things like that as part of placements. No, it's, it's a small amount of hours, but oh, God, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Being five foot, why would I not? <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. These absolute bruises. <laughs> Come here, let me look after you. Um, I'll get you in line, one or the other. <laughs> but I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, and again, there's, there's a couple of other people then who were saying that. I'm much the same. There are things I hadn't even thought of that yeah. people were asking about. Kind of, have you got a preference or a recommendation on a brand of shoe for placement? I'm like, I'm going to need a really comfy shoe. I'm going to be stood up for like 8, 10, 12 hours at a time. How did I not think yeah. shit, I'm going to need a comfy shoe? Exactly. And, and it's, but it, it can be really informal, and York was, and I'm sure Bradford was as well, yeah. and friendly and welcome and opening. So I'd strongly, strongly recommend any virtual open days, if it is still virtual at that point, or physical open days. I know they can be a bit daunting, particularly if you do struggle with any sort of anxiety or anything like that. They can be really quite daunting days. If you can do any sort of listening to recordings or anything like that, even couldn't recommend them enough because they give you such a feel for the place and where you want to be and the support that's available as well. Because there is so much support at uni level that we know there isn't an access course. Like. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And you know, the funny thing that you touched on there as well, that that's one thing because I'm always looking at where things are ideal. There's always opportunities to make things better. And that's the one thing that's coming out of this now when we talk about uni application process, open days, people suffering with social anxiety. 
not going on campus. We now know it's doable for them to just jump on a webinar, the same webinar that everyone's there, just record it, just live stream it on yeah. Teams. We've done yeah. it, we've done it all this year and it's hugely successful. I'd be yeah. interested to know how many people during this pandemic period have actually gone on to do degrees. I've, I actually mm. think there's gonna be an increase compared to normal. I think in nursing there will be, because I think there's been put an extra, and I mean, we've always valued nurses as absolute, in all the forms and in all the specialties, as absolute, I mean, they're just the backbone, they're the absolute yeah. backbone in NHS. And you can tell me about doctors and nurses all you want, but for me, it's always been nurses. Whenever you've been uncomfortable, who is it that comforts you? It's always a nurse. Yeah. Whenever you're feeling low or sad, it's the nurses who are there to help yeah. you. If you're confused or you're uncertain, they're there to guide you. I remember giving birth to my little one, and I remember the midwives' names and faces. Now, they won't remember me because I'm one of thousands of women that they've seen. Yeah. But I remember the names, I remember the faces, I remember how they held my hand when I was crying and getting all worked up. And it stays with you. And that's yeah. nurses and that's midwives and that personality is the difference. And yet there's been even higher of value, I think, on our nurses and our midwives throughout this. Definitely. Because the sheer work and the trauma that they've gone through doing everything they have i just think people there must be more people going into nursing after this there must be there's, there's gotta be it, there's gotta be because people just go do you know what actually i want to do that i want to be part of that workforce i want to be part of that massive nationwide team i want to be part of that and i've got an urge i didn't realize i had <laughs> to be that and to do that to very i didn't i've been looking for a career from about the age of what 22 and the thing I always knew I needed was to continue learning. Yeah. Need to continue learning. I need things to change. But I also work well in a chaotic environment, <laughs> which is quite strange. But when things aren't right, I like to know what I'm doing in a chaotic environment and high stress environment. And how I never realized that healthcare was that all over, yeah. I don't know. I don't, and it just kind of came to me one day and like I say it's gone from there and that's why much the same as you you only feel like this is what I need to do now yeah. this is my next steps in my actual life now and the other thing is of course and I don't know whether you ever get this but my little one's three so she's just started learning about the fact that I'm at school and she goes to nursery and all that sort of stuff and she asked her dad when she was in the back of the day what does mummy do at school he said mummy's going to be a nurse and mummy's going to make people feel better and when she repeated that back to me, and I don't know if there's going to be many kind of parent adult learners watching, the feeling, yeah. oh, I'm really into it. Making your kids proud to that totally, extent. Totally, totally. Was just, it was, obviously it wasn't a reason I did it, but it's been such a heartwarming yeah. and wonderful benefit. And so if anybody is thinking about it and you're a parent and you think, oh shit, childcare and all of that, it can be done. Unis can be flexible. They will work with you. There is support, financial support if you need it. Exactly. The support by way of helping you with that extra time and the pride in them of you going back to school in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, whenever it might be, and going, do you know what? This is what I should have been. This is what I should have been doing all along. It'll bring a whole different pride to you, to your family, to your little ones who then understand mummy's going to be a nurse or daddy's going to be a nurse and make people <laughs> feel better. Oh, 
it's wonderful. Please it's, do it for them. Do it not for yourself. Do it for your kids. <laughs> no, and, and it's, it's very true. It's very true because obviously I've, on the outset, people would be saying, you know, obviously you're going into that field for you to, you know, to mm. be you and so. And it is. Yeah, don't get us wrong. We're going in for that. But it means just as much to us as parents. I mean, us speaking as parents, there'll be other people that's got other yeah. reasons for doing it. You know, maybe it's just a partner or something like that. But the to see the reaction on their face or the words that they say when yeah you never even look at it how, it, how it's going to be for them, what that's going to mean yeah. for them kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of why I went down this avenue where I knew it was going to be from September till next September until I'm actually on a degree, but how can I, how can I still effectively make a change and contribute along the way? Mm. So that's why I was like, well, I could do a podcast talking about mental health issues, illnesses, just allowing people just someone to talk, you know, put relatable content out there where people wouldn't necessarily think, oh, you know, I wouldn't think they deal mm. with men, you know, they've got, they're dealing with anything or, just allow people to have conversations and talk. And then it grew from there. And then I was sort of like, well, then I can, I can document it, you know, my actual nursing degree in a vlog and give back. And I can mm. do a special episode on the podcast where we specifically give information back because the underlying reason for all of it is I want to get more nursing staff out there. I want mm. more people to go into the field because we're totally aware of what's going off and stuff and how many, how many people are leaving profession. But those those people day in day out you know help you know deliver babies who, who were there with people in the final breath and stuff like they yeah. are the most important people in life and and you know it's, it's a cliche we say it that you know like you said earlier that you don't think them nursing staff will even remember who you are yeah you come back in 10 years time and say you don't remember the face and name of every patient you you dealt with and I guarantee yeah. you will. Just for those big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the big ones, the complicated ones, you know, there'll be there'll be all sorts of the first time you've been on your own with someone yeah. in the last moment. There'll be the first person for you who you've managed to help in like you feel to talk about the first episode of psychosis. Yeah. The first person you've managed to help be a little bit less scared. Yeah. And it's just the tip of the iceberg by way of what you and your team and that person have got to deal with. But you get in there and there'll be these people that you, you remember throughout. I know there will, but I just I can't I can't tell you how it felt for her to say mommy's gonna be in there so people feel better. But I know from applying for the NHS, um is it called Learner Support Fund? yes you'll have to bear with me with some of this because there's certain things you as a as a mother are entitled Mm. to that i'm not as a dad so there'll be certain things that you'll be like i don't know there's like a a... sauce for the frown just yeah so basically what it is is because obviously i share custody with my ex Mm. the children on paper reside with her even though we share custody there is no sharing custody legal stands. There's only one or other. So opinions on that. <laughs> yeah. Childcare related, like funding that you get and stuff. And even though obviously oh, okay. I told you, do you get what I mean? There's certain things like, whereas I, oh, the only thing I'm basically entitled to is my student finance loan, which I'll get mm-hmm. as part of studying and my NHS bursary. I don't, I'm not entitled to anything yeah. else. Whereas so, other people are, they're entitled to like, uh, there's a monetary for a amount of, what is it, childcare, for when you're paying for childcare around your working? Yeah. 
yeah, well, that's what low, that's what I was going on low and household yeah. income and things like that. Yeah, so your student loan obviously was was means tested on. on well, I'm assuming everybody is, um, and the the learner support loan, whatever it's called, bursary. There are there are different levels of that. So there is like a five grand that kind of everybody training as a nurse gets, and it isn't means tested. And then there are additions onto that, such as a thousand pounds for a certain mental health nurse <laughs> to be. Um, <laughs> There are there are then additions so in areas of poor recruitment and retention of nurses of any variety, but specifically mental health nurses because we're so low on them, and that's a conversation for a different time. But then learning disability nurses are another prime example. Yes. Podiatrists, people like that, who there aren't many going into that area, and so there is extra funding available for them. Of course, anybody who is a parent looking towards potentially being a bit scared because of the childcare and funding and all that. It is there, the support is there, and you can and you should do it if you feel that it is in you to do it and to be it. Yeah. If you want to, because I don't, I don't, I don't agree that a nurse is a job. To be fair, I think when you are a nurse, you become a yeah, nurse. You are a nurse. You know, just do it as a living. Yeah. You are a nurse through and through. Um, yeah. And you just need the training to get there. If you think that's you and you are worried about the parent side of it it can be done unis do have support they have i mean like i say financial and time it, it's all there but i know what hesitation it can be to say i don't want to leave my children for that many hours or yes. i don't want to be going back full-time if you just work part-time like i do for example i don't want to be going back full-time and on all of that it can be done and you're teaching your, ch- your children a work ethic yeah. It's different to just kind of working your nine to five. It's I'm going and making myself better because I, I want to be better and I want to be the true me. It, it's it's a different level. So it can, that, it can be done and it should be done. It's <laughs> that important message, like you say, it, of teaching that to, to your children. And mm. not just in that sense of bringing them up, but it shapes every future relationship and every thought process that gonna, they're going to have. Whereas yeah. in... If they're if they're brought up with examples around them of you can be anything you want to be, if you set mm. your mind to it, you can do it. Um, you shouldn't accept any less than what you know yeah. is your own worth and things like that. Then it sets mm. them up for a such such a more happier life. Mm, for sure. So, so for me, for sure. it's, it's always been important to give that example to to my kids in that way. Because mm. and then the you know there's no pressure for them to do anything else after that. It's just just grow yeah. up, just being that, just believing that, believing in yourself. You can you can be whatever you want to be. If mm. you want to then go and be a dustman, Josh, go for it. As long as you're yeah. enjoying it, like you yeah. crack on with my it. My little one is my little one is between wanting to be a nurse like mummy, obviously, because she's three and being mummy is all we need to be right now. Um, being a nurse like mummy or being a bin man she she wants to do and if she can't be a bin man she wants to be a man car so that seems perfectly reasonable and when we keep telling her this is you can be anything you want to be being a Having Sorry. a bin man car wasn't really what we were going for. <laughs> well, it's totally off subject, but people have learned this completely with uh, with my uh, podcast episodes. When we said bin man, when we said bin man, bin man, bin man, it's just registered why I said bin man specifically. Say that again. 
Should we accept in person? Should in we... man. Gen- no, should we no, gen- no, gen- no, gen- no, yeah, oh, no, don't, don't, don't wake the wokies, don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> wake them in the comments. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the, no, the bin man thing, um, the reason that jumped out on me was because, um, one of the great, in my personal opinion, one of the greatest animated films ever, which was a precursor to all animated films now, is Toy Story. Without Toy Story, you had nothing. So you follow the path, you know, the bin man. Yes, it's You know what that is? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was just testing. Oh my skull. And yeah. it's, it's he also has a high vis. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's somebody. Yeah. He does. He's got a god complex. He's got a high vis. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd find that yeah. straight away. You'd be like, yeah, because all over it. I suppose that's kind of where I'm going with my thought, my thought process where I'm talking about things like that about you should always sort of like do you know set examples for your kids and stuff like that and looking kind of at the mm. bigger picture because yeah. people get lost along the way through life and stuff but if you always kind of keep that underlying value to yourself of looking at the bigger picture but allowing it just to branch off and do whatever it's doing that mm. very much is like again it's a film but Toy Story's got that same pretense that it's it's a whole world mapping out around people in continuations of films and people don't realize so then when they've seen yeah. that bin man they're like oh, look at him with headphones on lost and then the little easter egg is that's sid you do realize yeah. that's sid that is the same yeah. bastard kid but <laughs> but time. it's him yeah but it's him and it's, yeah. it's all things like that 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 i just think are brilliant when when you talk about life and people need to kind of take more attention to things like that because none of us are guaranteed to be here for a long time and you just kind of, no. just kind of got to take it. No, I think, I think what much on the same by way of continuation, I am a firm believer in everything happening at the right time for the right Definitely. reason. Definitely. And I believe that when you go through hard times, it is, that when you get to the side of it either you appreciate the good on the other side of it or because you need to learn something from it yes and i also believe in putting out what you want to get back and it works in the same way by way of continuation you know putting out positivity and putting out honesty you've got to hope would encourage people to be positive and honest back to yes. you. And I do believe in that whole karma thing where you want to put out negativity. I think you're going to find a rather course of negative events through your life. Definitely. But I find that does go the other way. And when you can change from that and i'm using sid as an example from toy story <laughs> quite a bastard little child yeah and yet you know a happy enough content enough confident enough to be kind of banging about in the bins and listening to his music and stuff if he's accepted okay right i just want a more simple life i'm not really talking to anybody i'm not really doing that because i'm not really comfortable with that whatever his reason might have been for not really chatting with people and keeping himself to himself with headphones on you've got to wonder if people change their lives that way, going from negative to I'm learning this is a trigger or I'm learning that I struggle with this. And so we, we work on that or we avoid that or whatever it might be. Do we lead a life of more positivity and more 
of our own events that are due to us yeah. happening because we're putting that same philosophy <laughs> lesson that this is. The <laughs> same positivity out there. Do you know what I mean? Totally. This is um, no one. I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that with myself at the minute because I just think that we had to learn those lessons with the access course. These are, and I also these sort of I've said it in every episode so far. And I didn't I didn't even realise it when coming into starting to do this podcast and stuff that there is some selfish things I take out of this, of, of doing this whole process. And it's hearing so many like-minded people speak passionately and openly about things like that and the way they articulate it and I said it earlier on I'm not even sure if it were part of the episode or if it's going to be one of the many outtakes but you know the, the, when someone's talking and you, you have the goosebump moments like your goosebumps have goosebumps and you kind yeah. of get a shiver and you're like fuck like I can like they've literally taken the words out of my head and they're saying it yeah. like that's exactly how I feel Mm. And it's things like that, and it's it's the relatability and the 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 content that everybody has in their own head. It mm. just shows you that that there's every there's every opportunity for the human race as a whole to be a better version of itself. It's just I, I hope there is. There's I really just hope there the is. choices that people make. Yeah, and I think it has to be uh, at the forefront of everything kindness and compassion for yourself and for others because if you're not if you're not giving kindness and compassion to yourself you can't possibly give it to other people if you're critical yourself all the time you're judging yourself all the time you are naturally going to do it to other people the other thing is reconditioning is a thing i think that a lot of people do yeah. well no a lot of people don't do actually i think it's a thing yeah. that's starting to become more yeah so you know my <laughs> my late granddad unfortunately had some views that I strongly strongly oppose by way of same-sex marriage and so his view from his education was very different of course to my views now and he never knew to recondition that and question that and go actually <laughs> what problem does it actually bring to me yeah if a man goes to bed at night with a man or a man marries a man or a woman marries, whatever it might be and i think now and i hope now that there are more and more people actually going hang on why do we eat meat for example why do we oppose same sex why are we so judgy about people who aren't born in the right gender what do you know what i mean yeah why are we judging these things? Why are we being so harsh to these people? And people are starting to approach with more kindness and less judgment. And, and I'm glad to see it because I think I think we'll get there one day. But we might have knackered up the environment by then. So yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we might be on moon by then or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, like in it's Wally, true. we're living there, hobs in the uh, <laughs> of the it's, moon, yeah. be us. It's true though, because I mean, we talk about it in everyday society. Like, it were it were quite funny, obviously. I mean, you look at, for instance, I think there were there were a campaign, not the uh, mental health awareness week or month or anything like that, but there were it were the media that were pushing it, 
which were more surprising. But they were they were doing this whole be, like be kind, which yeah, I, got, yeah. I got angry at straight away because I'm like, don't don't touch on territory that's taken. Don't <laughs> don't don't set the be kind. That's mine. Um, but they started doing that, and Piers Morgan kept banging on about it on GMB on the morning, three weeks solid. Mm. And then three weeks later, he totally forgets and just totally systematically starts mentally abusing Meghan Markle. I knew, I knew this was going to be about Meghan because I have, I, I'm completely with you. I how can he sit there and preach about being kind? When after her, they're just, yeah, they just completely forgot about it. Was, it's like I how remember. it was like how how can they be so driven on that but then on the flip side mm. then just completely forget and then just completely keep targeting like she's this she's that it's like what are your negative outbursts it, are the, are the, what are they even sort of like doing i think they come from insecurity right this is my strong and firm belief people who are bullies are sad yes they're sad and all you can do is offer patience and compassion and civility to them i don't think you should be friends with them while ever they're like that if they want to make a change themselves i think you absolutely put your time into helping them but i strongly and firmly to my very core belief people like piers morgan who are prone to being bullies yeah are sad you're sad somewhere or you're insecure somewhere there is an issue that you have got that you are not dealing with and that is why you are kicking off at other people you're taking out on other people because you feel insecure. There are people in my life who have put me down with these little, not really kind of, they're not even a full on like put down, but you know, a little snide remark about something. Yeah. You think you're it, feeling it, low about something. That's why you've done this. So you just, you've just got to yeah. distance yourself. The them that you I, can I, do I say until it, ready to get better. I say it to my friend's circle quite a lot. There's, there's sometimes, whether it's friends, family, work colleagues, where there'll be a certain mm-hmm. saying, a certain statement, a certain snide remark, but it says more about that person that's saying it than For what sure. it says about the person they're intending it to. For sure. Because and it just and it's hard as well because sometimes these things can really bite when they say them to you. Mm-hmm. And it, can, it can affect you. You have to turn away. You get a bit upset. But just take that second, just to take a breath, just dissect exactly what they just said, and then without smirking too much just literally look at them and think do you know what that's that says a lot more about you as a person that it does mm. about me you it know, brings me content yeah. to remember and peace in myself to remember i don't have to accept that yes i am choosing not to accept that you can put that out into the world if that's what you want to do I won't repost, but what I will do is I will look at you and I will think differently of you. Definitely. Because of that. Most definitely. Because now I'm thinking, what is it about you that yeah. uh, you're struggling with? It that was, makes you want to act out to other people like that. It was it was one of the first episodes I did, and I talked about that how in the past. Obviously, it's all a learning process. Everybody's learning through life, and that's the whole point of life. If you don't, mm. if you don't every day wake up and try and be a better version of yourself than you, you were before, then what's the point in any of us being here? And I, I take that into a, any friendship and relationships that I have around me. If if it's not serving you the right purpose, any relationship, any mm. friendship, then it doesn't need to be a part of your life. So you have to remove it. Yeah. Those, those people that 
for me personal that my nature my compassionate and caring nature I know through past experience it's been a deficit to me in a certain way and I still won't change it because it was those that made that choice to be like that and take advantage of me as a person for their own gains yep but they're far worse off now since I've cut them off like Mm. I you know what I mean I I'm still that's that decent person where I, I don't wish them any harm I just mm. don't allow them to be a part of my journey anymore because they're, yeah. they're bringing too much negativity yeah. towards where mm. I'm headed because negative negative thoughts negative words it's a it's a view of self-expression but due to the mm. literally the pain that they're feeling inside by them getting them out yeah. but it's not being vocalized in a positive way it's not for no. a positive source it's just literally to project that negative energy onto other people because they don't know how to deal yeah. with it themselves. But those this people, is what I mean it's about, too much. This is what I mean about being there when they are willing to get better because some people do get to that. And I think while ever you are learning to get better, like you said, fantastic, you're on the right path. You, you are going to change your mind through life you are going to get better you are going to look back at yourself and think shit how did I do that or say that or what the fuck was I thinking yeah. at points however it's right to move away from those people it is right to not change who you are once you know who you are it's right to stick with that and to go do you know what I am a caring compassionate person you've taken the piss out of that you need to move away from me I'm not changing who I am I'm not becoming a dick because you've been a dick to me will I be distant with you yes but will I always be civil yes I'll never bring negativity to you yeah I'll never talk about you negatively no but that's not always that easy to see no when you are a kind of compassionate person because I don't know about you but I've given too many chances to too many people who did absolutely not deserve them in the name of trying to be caring and actually you realize at the time that you were using me to make yourself feel better yeah the crutch the crutch mm. yeah that's exactly you be yeah you've become the crutch for them and and you know what the when you the move thing away is, and you yeah. notice some slagging you off on facebook but you're like thanks yeah, and it's like, all well, that. that's that said it all yeah that's exactly <laughs> it thanks it's so true though it's so true. It is. Um, it is. There are always going to be rubbish people, but I really do hope that we are moving towards a more compassionate that's, society. Do you know what? I really do. And it, it's, I think anybody listening to this, Caroline, you know, any one of us lecturers, they'll be like, do you know what? This is why you guys are our next generation of nursing staff, because you've got so much optimism and hope for humanity in general. And that shows the caring, mm. Nate, you know, that the nurturing side of your personality that yeah. that's 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 how important it is to you and you know what mm. it's yeah there's the physical you know things that we're going to help patients with but not just for me with the mental health side but you also and the other you know the other people within our bubble group going into different mm. things the that amount of positivity that and that mindset that they're passing on to the patients it can only do good things but all yeah. we have to do is everybody else that's listening oh. to this, because there's a lot of people I know from feedback that we get. It's a lot of people that aren't nursing staff, that aren't academics, but just listen to this because mm. it 
their words are it, it makes them feel better about stuff that's going off it well it gives them you know yeah. a little bit more to to look you know forward to each day and stuff so just just carry that on in your relationships mm-hmm. around you you know if you've just got friends around you just make sure you're sharing that positive positivity with them each day try and remove any neg- negativity that's around them that's obviously that's that's dragging them down and just if everybody did that and it's mm. it's the Ellen John what? thing not... it's the circle of life yeah absolutely but not every day can you spread positivity there are some days where yes. it is harder to spread positivity but that is no excuse to spread negativity exactly you can say nothing or you can be negative on those days and to choose to say nothing is okay of course and it is okay to say nothing if you don't know enough about a subject if you are not feeling the right way sometimes it's just okay <laughs> to say <laughs> nothing <laughs> and to just be to just try and be kind and to live your life and let others live theirs because the thing I keep thinking to myself and I think Facebook's like a prime example I think it's terrible you see people on there who put these judgy comments on and you think to yourself why why can you not just look at that and go oof yeah carry on yeah. if you have a moment of oof just scroll on by it literally all it takes is it, yeah, it. it takes more effort to type the reply to argue yeah. with them than it does just to scroll your thumb yes. a little bit more. And then there are now and nowadays there are more and more people who are calling people out for that sort of trolling bullshit. Yeah. Who are gonna go, there's no need to say something like that. You know, this person's put this on for whatever, there's no reason to be judgmental like that. And then you end up in a bleeding Facebook argument and it's like 600 comments deep. So then, Why? yeah. So Why then could you the, not have just scrolled by that's it. and just said nothing? Because the person that's, sorry, I've got a little friend here who's like whizzing about in front of me. A little I'm fly. Sort of don't, a funny turn. don't even know where we're going. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe or is it Joker said? We all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, we do. If you do an access course, guys, you will too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. In in, in closing, because yeah, the access course. I I, w- I won't change it. I won't change it. No. No. Different Be times, maybe, things. but it's. Mm. I still won't change any of it. I really won't. It's it's put no. us on to where we are, and I know we've. Rightfully so as well. We've had we've expressed as negatives, just like we've talked about. We've expressed them, we've dealt with them. It's good, it's good that we highlight them and just just to give people awareness of what what could potentially happen if we're still in this situation in years to come. But we've also touched on obviously how lecturers college could have dealt with it better. But I mm-hmm. I would still like to share my appreciation for the lecturers. So I'll, I'll go in order. I'll go in order from Tuesday's lectures through to Thursday. <laughs> I'll do it that way. It'll be easier. Come on, let's see. So, first and foremost, Gerard. Gerard always made us smile on mornings, always made us engage on first lesson at day, even when we really didn't want to. Like with his to, dad jokes. Yeah, with his dad jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he were brilliant. The, the course content that he taught for Safeguard, you can tell it's something he's very passionate about. And... Mm. Certainly for me, going into mental health nursing, there's aspects of the safeguarding that I didn't even know about because I'm not coming from that profession. But the way he taught it, 
it were very easy to understand. And I think that's that's very self-reflective, what I've just said there for you and for other people in group, because it speaks volumes with the qualifications, you know, that we've got from him in terms of his gradings, the fact that we all completely smashed that module, even when that stupid bloody poster. <laughs> that was awful. Mine looks a Sorry, Gerard. And I, I, I think but, you should try and yeah. change it up or something, mate, because that did everybody's yeah, mind. they all... They all looked awful, and I'm sorry you had to look at them. Yeah, because we we all said <laughs> we would have preferred to have written an eight thousand word essay rather than try <laughs> to stick however many hundred words on that bloody poster. It was yeah, impossible. It Mine looked awful. Um, in addition to Gerard, obviously we've got Stephen now. Stephen was my point of contact when I first started the access course. He was the one who I dealt with throughout. So I actually thought he ran the course, and then found out he didn't. Um. I so, thought he ran the course. No, it turns out he's got obviously thingy above him who's in charge of the access course oh, yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was and she was just coincidentally his boss. No. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the go from what I understand, I he's the go to guy though. Like he yeah. he's the go-to guy for everything access related. Hence the reason is the uh, is the poster model boy on uh, Wakefield's uh, Facebook page. If you go and have a, if you literally if you go on it now and then obviously you type access um, at Wakefield College, it'll come up and he's giving like a, a video intro. In fact, I'll send you it. I only saw it earlier today. Again, I looked back to I was doing a bit of reminiscing coming into this episode. Um, it's on Wakefield College's website and there's a video about access specifically about access to higher education courses and it's, it's got a, literally the video on and it's got a freeze frame of Stephen and it looks like he's sat on the grass hill but he's not, he's sat on a bench or something I don't know what it is, but then you ah! click it <laughs> you see him, yeah it's crazy, isn't it so yeah, Stephen um, oh, it's been brilliant um, thank you for all support that you've uh, you have give us in terms of assignment. Obviously, you give us a lot more, a lot more insight into things than uh, what probably you should have been able to. Although we did find out afterwards from speaking to other other bubble groups that they got a lot more help off other lecturers um, than we actually got as a whole. Which we'll not go into that. We'll just review that if our qualifications aren't as high as theirs, shall we say? <laughs> um, and then in addition, uh, we obviously we had Amy that obviously left us on long-term sick, as we said earlier on an episode. Oh, she's all right. We obviously, we don't really know what went off there. Then we got Donna. Donna was kind of our oracle on everything. She yeah. dealt with our UCAS. Um, she was a sounding board about everything uh, that we had mm. um, as frustrations. She generally was the person we went to, even if we received an email from Stephen about access cost examinations and things, it were always Donna that took it in here off of us yeah and she did bless she, her. You know, she never got rattled back at us she just kind of like giggled and and tried to make light of it i understand now at the time it was it probably wasn't helpful and none of us were sort of like you're not you're not listening to us donna like, we, we're genuinely, yeah but I, we, yeah. You know, me personally i can now look back and see why she would be like that because it, it helps mm. us to kind of like focus on what we needed to focus on and not the here and now what we're going off and then abbas abbas I'd, what can I the even say? The babe of all babes. There's no he, words. He literally. The man just kept going in the face of all adversity. Got, the respect I have. Yeah. Can't even tell you. I could not agree more. Um, 
I really hope he watches this because I'd love him to know just how much of a difference he made that course because he, although it was the start of the, of the rough time, I don't yeah. want him to be the figurehead for the rough time because he absolutely wasn't. He worked so hard at trying to work out what it was that access students needed. Yeah. He worked so hard. Anybody who goes to Wakefield College and who has a bus as any sort of biology, he does like health and social care as well. Yeah. Chemistry teacher. Just lucky. You're just lucky because so he's, lucky. he's fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. He is literally is one of them is one of them people. Just same as all of them that's actually there. But mm. I just want like just like Lauren said, I just want to specifically say like he really helped us through the most difficult time really for us yeah. in doing the entire course and at times he dragged us through and sometimes when we didn't want to be dragged as well it was like I can't yeah, deal with you yeah. can't deal with you but he did it because he had every faith yeah. that we were going to be able to get through it um, mm. I still personally think that he's like Jesse Pinkman and he cooks crystal meth somewhere you know what I'm saying Abbas you can laugh as much as you want <laughs> You can probably deny it. He's probably sat there looking at his wife now. It's not true, love. It's not true. I swear yeah. it's not true. Jackson's making it up as usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, literally, like, the course thing was that that's just its own separate entity. But the lecturers, they did all they could, really, because uh, yeah, they've got did. people above them that were making the decisions. It's just yeah. it's no different, is it, than anything else with workplace politics. You can't rock boat too yeah. much, otherwise you've not got a job kind of thing. No. But we appreciate what they did for us, hand on heart. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm always going to look back at it without regret um, for doing it at Wakefield mm. when I've come through my degree and when I'm actually a practising mental health nurse. I'll always look back on it and remember people like them lecturers because... They're just as much a part of the journey as moving on to the the more even more positive. The you guys, my bubble buddy, like I, where I'd be without any of you guys. Jesus, I've no idea. Like we we're totally, totally relied on each other. We all, totally. we've literally, we've all been through so much. I don't think there's sadly as as true as it is. I don't think there's there's one person in our group that didn't go through some sort of bereavement during obviously mm. during the time literally yeah. we have through every single aspect that's gone of this course we've all gone through the exact same things at varying different times yeah yeah but it's i'm i've i'm not one of them people that ever turns around and just says things lightly anyway but i i know i'll be in contact with all you guys for mm. decades i just i just know it you you're my sort of people in that sense you just we all finish each other's sentences. Well, some of us need a little bit more help with sentences. Some people make words up and shit as well. <laughs> Just random words that make no sense. Jacksisms, as we call them. They are definitely Jacksisms. Yeah. That's then, you, that's no one else. Jackson. Yep, and then you've got people like Amy that sometimes just makes up entire sentences that have got no relevance to anything, but she kind of knows Whole what she means. Yeah. She's the sweetest, though. <laughs> She's brilliant. She's, she cracks me up all the time. She really does. Mm. Um, there's I could literally name drop everybody on course, like every single person, mm. which... Obviously, once this is all edited and obviously we put the, the episode out, I'll be sharing the video and, and obviously the, the Spotify episode on, on our bubble group as well. So 
everybody that's managed to stay tuning in and listening to this. We're not left this at this point on purpose. I've specifically done it at the end of yeah. this because I don't want Lauren to cry too much. To be fair, yeah, I'm a crier and once I start, I won't stop. Everything will uh, but, set me off. <laughs> yeah, it's I couldn't have been a fab fab group couldn't have asked for better could we it's it's been amazing it really has the way that everybody just like you said earlier on an episode so true the way that everybody supported each other mm. and none of us want you know what i mean none of us have wanted anything in return it's just that's just been our nature mm. because we're all going into the professions we're going into and because we genuinely gelled as a group there's not there's not one person that didn't genuinely like someone in this group like we all just got on from yeah. start and it just flowed from there and then it it kind of feels like we've all known each other a lot longer than than this yeah. since September to now. Yeah, it's to, to think that most of our relationship actually has been online. It's crazy, well. isn't it? It's crazy. It's been through Zoom. The last time I saw you face-to-face must have been last year. <laughs> yeah. Which and is that, just madness. And that's crazy it's because it's... And the next time I'll see you again is when what we go out for drinks, when life is much closer to normal. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. going to be extremely messy for everybody and no doubt extremely yes. emotional because everybody's going to get drunk, everyone's going to get overwhelmed. <laughs> but it's... I'll be first on that yeah. Yeah. I'll be the it's first just, one crying into my cheesy chips. <laughs> I know I've said so many things to so many of you individually, uh, but when I look back in like 30, 40 years down line, I, I literally... I, I wouldn't want to change any of this beginning part because I were exactly with the same bubble of people that I should have always been with because it's helped me to shape me into the person I need to be for the start of first year yeah. degree. So I'd honestly be lost without you and everyone else in his group because you've all been there. You've, you've been me constant throughout. You've helped me vent when I've needed to vent and you've just mm. literally given me the space to deal with stuff when I've needed to deal with stuff. You've, mm-hmm. you've all just provided the support that you needed. So you should all feel immensely appreciated because that's exactly what you are. And we are, I'm speaking on behalf of everybody here, I know we are all very grateful for you, to be fair, because whenever any of us has been feeling low in any sort of way, whether it's been stress, confusion, like you say, family issues alongside all of that you've always been the first one there with kind words for us and like you've kind of you've given us the hug that we need (laughs) through your support and through your reassurance that we will get through this and it will be okay and that everybody is here to help that was another thing with my whole oh I don't want to ask for any attention people think that I'm going on about myself I found when I spoke to you that everybody is here if you need us we're all here if you need us and I knew you were right and sometimes it's just what I needed to know that you know what I I shouldn't feel so uncomfortable about reaching out and asking for a bit of help or a bit of assistance or whatever it might be so you've absolutely been a backbone to us by way of particularly low times and there is no greater job for you than a mental health nurse you just made for it you absolutely where you're absolutely destined to be and I'm so glad that you're on that path now because you will when I've got PTSD from being a nurse I'll be you I'm asking for I'll be there 
like I told you, it's all on the uh, on WhatsApp group. I'll uh, I'll check you all into Arkham Asylum, like me. It's fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll stay there. I'll be hanging out with I'll Ali Quinn in corner somewhere. It'll be fine. Yeah, I bet you will. Take <laughs> <Thank> your boy. <laughs> oh man, I suppose just like anything, I could talk to you forever, dude. You know, I could. I know. But I should. I, I suppose I should let you get some sleep because I think, in all honesty, this might be after first episode that is actually going to be after released in two parts because i think don't hold me to it but i think we got cracking about eight o'clock and it's now 10 past 11 to be fair i'm gonna uh, yeah i'm gonna stick it in two parts because it's a very it's exactly what we obviously we discussed it briefly coming into this and it's exactly what i wanted to get out of it it's it's a nice detail blow by blow what happens you know from the process yeah. of thinking about going on access course to then the snowball effect of what happens because within without you even realizing it you sit in your last exam and you're like what the fuck what what you mean i've submitted stuff go? already where's this when did that happen like it, it crazy. short little things though didn't it because it when you're going through the course, you kind of, okay, right, I've got this time scale until I get my, this assignment in, and then this little gap until I've got this assignment. Okay, right, I've got them in. And then you're waiting for your results, and that's like another month or six months or whatever it might be. Um, you're then waiting for that one. And then next thing you've got, like, your next lot due in by that point. And it you're just keeps going, exams, going, doesn't it? And it, it breaks rolls. it down. Yeah. So you're waiting kind of for the next thing each time. And you kind of, I mean, you end up like wishing your life away, really. You kind of yeah. fingers crossed that feedback and results and stuff. But because it breaks it down to these much, much smaller segments, you then get to the end of it and you're like, is that it? <laughs> is, is, is it done? Did, did you kind of pinch you yourself. You're like, what, really? That's like someone having me on. The most anticlimactic end ever because yeah. I just uploaded my final exam on to turn it in and was just out there like, I guess that's college done then. It was just like, oh. I can't see. Oh. I can't remember. It's COVID world, I'm, though. I'm pretty certain it was that one. Don't hold me to it. I mean, you'd have to go back through WhatsApp just to check, but. I'm not pretty, I'm pretty certain it was. <laughs> I'm pretty certain it was this one that we're talking about, the last exam, where I just sat there after, and then I just I, I sent a message just saying, is anyone else just kind of sat here? <laughs> like, yeah, I've been planning on did. going and making a cup of tea for 45 minutes, and I'm still sat here staring at the screen. Yeah, and you're like, I've turned it in and everything, but I've just realised I'm just sat here. <laughs> and I think Jodie had done, like, the, the hand-on Ed emoji. Amy were, like, rolling yeah, off Amy floor laughing. Yeah, Amy joined me and said I did the same, yeah. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was strange when it, it was Genuinely, done. yeah, for anybody thinking about coming down this path, it goes past so quick. I know everybody, yeah. everybody you speak to will say the same thing, and you'll yeah. think, oh, they're going to say that. No. Honestly, no, and to be fair, so a little bit of context. I was daunted at the idea of already starting kind of 10 years later than you know you would normally. Yeah. I that extra year bothered me. And I was like, well, should I, should I? And then I think it was my mum actually that said to me, This time next year you're gonna be 29. So you can either have gone through your college course and be on to the path of nursing. You're going to turn 29 in a year anyway. So you can either have achieved that college course and be on with it or not have achieved it and wanting to do it. I was kind of like, yeah, 
it, that time's going to pass anyway. I might as well do something with it. And that was what made me kind of encouraged me to finally take the plunge and do it. Yeah. But it was it was daunting to add that extra year, and it can be daunting to add that extra year. But it is worth its weight in gold, particularly when it's well managed. And decisions are all green across the board. And things are following normal paths. Um, it's all great. <laughs> Promise. You'll have a great time. And if not, you'll be with an amazing set of people, I'm sure. People who go into nursing and you know, paramedic science, physiotherapists, all of these people that we've had in our groups. It's not just adult nurses, mental health nurses. You've got children's nurses. I think we've got somebody going to learning disability or somebody was talking about it at one point yeah I don't someone know was talking about a physiotherapy yeah there's uh, physiotherapy um somebody was talking about going to odp there's midwives yeah. there's a whole lot of us but what is of course key in all of that is compassion and care so you are going to meet a fantastic set of people who have always got a great sense of humour because you've got to know how to laugh at yourself if you're going to work in the nhs aren't you Most you can't take it too serious no most definitely and i couldn't as, as always dude i could not have articulated that any better you just you just Thank have you. a way well, you just have a way you just have a way of sort of the, literally of saying it all man what a mammoth episode what a mammoth episode it has been hasn't it and i think it's but you know what? it has been therapeutic this is what i was just gonna say to you and i was gonna say it when we come off air as well i was gonna be like do you know what it served its purpose it needed to be this yeah. long because it's it's all part of the therapy of closure. Yeah, mm. we're waiting for his results and stuff, but we've bottled it up since literally you yeah. spoke about that last exam and we just kind of sat there yeah. and we're like, oh, I guess now I'll go back to normality. Yeah. And we just jumped mm. feet first straight back into normality and didn't actually deal with the course after that. We've just shut the door, yeah. did a moniker, put all shit there. in there and then didn't want to open <laughs> the door anymore. And now we've just opened it and it's <laughs> just come out. Yeah, no doubt there'll be people like I don't know who jumps out on me. It's off. Hannah, sorry if I, I do apologize if we've honestly left anything out because I know if if you were to be a guest on here, we literally I'm sure there would be absolutely loads more that we could talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody would have different perspectives and yeah, different things that they remember I, so clearly. I'm pretty certain we summarized everything that, more importantly, mm. is going to help the next applicants coming forward to be able to make yeah. life-changing decisions like really really would push people if they're considering it to really think about it and really really do it because it is doable and it feels like it's not when you first look in and you can't work out which loops you've got to jump through and all of that and it's all a faff because you've got all this paperwork to do, you've got to apply to student finance and that's an absolute nightmare in itself <laughs> but it, it can it can be done. It is reasonably easy once you get started, and particularly when you're at college with a bit of guidance. Yeah. It can be done. I can't encourage people enough to do it, particularly if you've been out of school for a little while, because it will. And, and people even who went, that we spoke to, who went in kind of 2017, who did the access course of it, you need so much easier than the access <laughs> yeah. course was because it's not as intense. You've not got, you're not doing an assignment while you're preparing for an exam. Yeah. like you would in um, or like you do in an access course and so it's not as intense and yet they haven't even had COVID year so I reckon that uni's going to be an absolute fucking breeze I reckon Definitely. we're just going to be like dude 
Definitely. Give me my certificates now because I'm well, on it. I'd literally, on the normal situation like this, I'd be sort of like, I'd just be completely breezing it for first year. But as I found out, my <laughs> placement starts in first year. Oh, do they? <laughs> Shit. Do you know where you start yet? Not yet, no. Um, I have... I've had conversations, obviously, from webinars and stuff, and and Caroline had said that we'll know near at time, but we have got a lot of, as you'd imagine, we've got a lot of applicants that are studying with us at Bradford that don't live in Bradford. So people like yourself, so for instance, we have got a lot of placements that are in the Pontefract and Castleford area, which is obviously around where you live. You Mm. could, you know, you will be offered nearer to home, but obviously you'll still do your campus things with us. And I'm like, to be fair, you guys are part of my journey obviously i'll be doing my motor vlogging and and basically doing videos about the day i've kind of had without going into you know data protection detail and stuff but i'll be it'll be my way of decompressing after a shift and you know or end of a week a long busy week and you know things that i could fire back to other mental health nurses in training you know other relatable content you know you're not alone you know these you have these yeah. thoughts when you, you come home, you know, and you can't, you haven't got the opportunity to vent to a three-year-old, for instance, about what's been going off, you know, because that's how Layla will end up hiding herself in a cupboard or something <laughs> like that way. Oh, Mum, go away. I can't deal with you right now. I'm off oh, to play hide and seek no. by myself. Right <laughs> <laughs> from you going on about custody sweets. <laughs> yeah. So this right bruiser today, come sit with me, listen to this. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, man. Um, thank you for no, having me on here, by the thank way. Thank you. As I've said, like, for I can't even remember when I asked you now, if it was like, months and months ago on it. Yeah, well, it I, I just need you on, and we'd, we'd not even come up probably halfway to course at this point. And I bet you're yeah. thinking, what the hell? Like, reviewing course, we aren't even anywhere near it. You need to focus, Jacks. <laughs> like, think about getting your bloody. Stop going on about this. <laughs> yeah, like, get on with it. So, no, I always knew it'd be very informative having you on. So, but like you'd imagine, just like Rest at Bubble Group, um, the people who tune into these podcasts are not going to have seen last of you. We're going to be tracking your <laughs> journey as well. So, uh, bear I've in mind, next time you see her, she, issues. Yeah. She, <laughs> I'm not might, being shown anyway. She might be. She might, she, might have, she might have grey hair on next one you see. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be retired first. <laughs> Hi, Jax. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. Look, um, I'll just I'll just close it out by saying, um, obviously the video episode version um, is available on YouTube. There's going to be all information coming up throughout about where to find information on access courses, UCAS, uh, varying bits of information like that. Um, I'll stick it in the description on Spotify as well. Um, and lastly, the, the thing that's quite relevant as always when I'm talking about um, Jukebox Jacks and mental health, aware, uh, mental health awareness, our merchandise is literally coming out this month. For those people that aren't aware, the merchandise that we're selling, we've got varying different ranges from podcast to decades ranges of clothing. 75% of the proceeds go to mental health charities. Um, we're not in this to make money. We're actually in it just to share the love of music, content creation, and if we can manage to obviously put a load of money to mental health charities, because a lot of people 
intend to donate to charity, but don't really get around to it. So if you like us merchandise, you want to support what we're doing, you want to be a part of our growing family, because that's what you all are to us as guests, as people that follow us, you're all part of this movement that we're all moving towards. So if you like what you see, get stuff bought and 75% of them proceeds go straight directly to UK mental health charities. And it's our, all our way of doing our bit and we'll just keep continuing to grow and do it. But yeah, watch out for all the uh, the posts coming out shortly. Once I finish editing this 17-hour episode, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, from me, one last time, Lauren, thank you. It's been awesome, just like I thought it would be. And thank you for uh, being at the start and no doubt at the end of my journey, 40 years time, uh, when we're all... Fingers uh, crossed. Definitely. I hope so. But I, really I appreciate do. you, man. I appreciate everybody. Um, but yeah, um, thank you. It's been awesome.